Blog Talk Radio. The Net Live is brought to you by the Spire Institute, integrating sports and education, training and learning, performance and competition like no place on earth. SpireInstitute.org. Now, on with the show. It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric from Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. Peter. There's no better angle for sure uh, than the one from behind. Reeves. All this travel and playing and priorities have been really getting in the way of our relationship. And DJ Ruscha. I have great thighs. It's The Net Live right now. Welcome into the Net Live, ladies and gentlemen. What is today? Tuesday, 6th of March, 2013. 5th. 5th? Tomorrow's the 6th. Okay, 5th. All day. It'll be the 5th all day today. 5th, good. As you can hear, DJ Roche, the as the soon-to-be-employed Dustin yep. Aval. What's up? We're going to remain positive, and uh, Kevin Barnett holding down the home court here. In Redondo Beach, California, cloudy and about 55, so a terrible day in SoCal. <laughs> Sorry to those that are buried under uh, a foot of snow back there in my old uh, hometown in the Midwest. It was a nice weekend, though. It was a nice weekend. It was a little chilly in St. Louis. Woo! It was cold in St. Louis. Snow flurries and 30 when I arrived. Man, when I left, I think it was in the low 20s. Of course, that was 4.30 a.m. on my way to the airport Sunday morning. Mm. Awesome. To go and do the Stanford USC volleyball match, which turned out to be a good one. Three sets to two. Stanford breaks the five match win streak that USC hung over their head. That was a fun one back on Sunday night. That's why our show got pushed because I was still traveling back and had to enjoy my night at the Four Seasons on Sunday. I totally just smashed my knee on your desk and it's like that delayed pain. It Ooh. really hurts right now. It was right under like the kneecap. Like on the kneecap? Right oh, underneath the kneecap. Brutal. Continue what you were saying. We've got a good show for you planned today. Hey, uh, we have April Ross coming in. Silver medalist. Silver medalist Olympic. April Ross. Silver medalist. Ross. Ross. USC Trojan. I want to know why she's not April Keenan. Maybe we've asked her that before. I don't know. It's probably question one. Uh, maybe he, maybe <laughs> it's he's, be awkward, though. Maybe he's Brad Ross. I don't know. No, he's Brad Keenan. And we have the ABC College Volleyball Weekly, as well as our lovely banter. Witty banter. It's going to be good today. First, we the want to only say, reason people tune in, I think. Obviously. First, we want to say congratulations to one of our owners, Reed Pretty. Yeah, Reed is balling. He's old, but he's still getting it done. His team, Hawk Bank, Hawk Bank, I don't know exactly how you say it, from Ankara, where he currently is playing in Turkey, won the CEV Cup, defeating Troy Murphy. Murphy uh, Troy. Murphy Troy, sorry. Troy Murphy's Reed a basketball player. Murphy <laughs> Troy. Murphy Troy's team from Latina there in Italy. And Reed Pretty, MVP. MVP of the tournament. Do we know? It was in Latina, too. So it was like an away match, I guess, for Reed. Well, he's played there as well. He spent a season in Latina. Oh, really? What's uh, Southern Italy, Latina, way down at the bottom. Where is Pretty? Uh, What's the CEV Cup? It's one of these uh, inter-European leagues. It's not for the champions of, but I think the runners-up. 
Okay. I think it's the runners-up that get into CEV, if if it still works similar to how it worked before. Well, if you follow uh, Reed on, on Twitter, I know he's posting some pretty cool picks. They got uh, they got to enter the Turkish parliament. So that's, I mean, this must be a pretty big deal in Turkey, especially uh, if you win the CEV Cup and you're MVP, no big deal, just kind of wear the medal around. And... and then before the show, weren't you saying that now he's like making law and stuff over there? Yeah, he's probably passing laws. The, the, the Net Live is going to be broadcast exclusively to Turkey. We're going to be on closed circuit TV, and it's going to be mandatory in all uh, classrooms under the age of eight. Awesome. Yeah, can't wait. Newsflash. Grow the game. Volleyball pretty big Grow outside the of the United States, big in places oh, yeah. like Russia and in Turkey. Those that remember the Russian national team winning the gold medal, <laughs> one of their bonuses was brand-new Audi A8s What for each player. Hold on, hold on a second. It gets what? better. It gets better because guess who handed them their keys? El Presidente, right? Yes. Putin? Putin. Mik- Mikhail Gorbachev. No? <laughs> Is that right? Alexander Putin. Handed them Thanks the for keys. winning the gold medal. Here's your brand new Audi. Yeah, and by the way, the best model they make. That's not a sports car. Because you're not getting Kazakov, or, well, he wasn't on the team, but you're not getting Mikhailov into a, an R8. Sorry. The TT? That would be, if, if the United States won, first of all, it wouldn't be an Audi, but if it was, it would be a TT. Hey, car's a car, Kevin. And it would be stripped down, plastic version. Congratulations, here you go. Just because you can't fit in normal people's cars. The one car sponsor they've ever had was Yugo, so that's all you need to know. That's, <laughs> that's when the team was big. Yugo? Yugo, yeah. Yugo, sponsor the men's national team. And that's when the team was really, really good, by the way. Did they make vans? Congratulations. You're awesome. Here's the worst car ever made. So, Reed, I remember when he started the season, he called in, said that his shoulder was kind of bothering him to start it mm-hmm. after, like, a first match or some practices. Didn't really get too many updates from him, and all of a sudden they're winning championships and he's the MVP. When did Reed get so gnarly? Like, where did it happen that like he – Like, what was the moment? But he went from, like, pretty good, you know, hitter at LMU after being recruited as a setter – that we talked about a couple weeks ago, to I'm going to win international tournaments and I'm going to be making laws in Turkish parliament. <laughs> where, well, the, well, where, part was B, that? where was the turning point? Yeah, part well, B was just know. recently. Yeah, Part B just, just happened. But the okay. other section, uh, that's been a little while now. Yeah, but I mean... Did he go right from college to the national team? He came to the national team, but high he wasn't school. very good. He LeBroned it, just went to high school. So. He wasn't very good at the time. He was, he was good, but not yeah. crazy. He's... Reed has really worked himself into being a very good player. Even in 04, Reed wasn't great. Yeah. Very good, not great. And somewhere in between there, it just everything clicked. And the thing about Reed is he's not, he's not a big opposite, right? He's not a guy who just annihilates balls. He can. He's, he's not a guy who goes back to the service line and murders you every time, a la Clay Stanley. Mm-hmm. He's not uh he's not the world's best blocker. Mm-hmm. Right? But Reed is pretty damn good at all those skills. Mm-hmm. Like there are times where he will rip off some aces. There are times where matches where you can set him forty, fifty percent of the balls. There are matches where he will stuff three or four balls. In the meantime, he's doing everything else yeah, pretty at a pretty high level. That's yeah. the thing that Reed has really done well in his career is he he does everything well most of the time and that's hard to find even in the the world the upper echelon of men's volleyball you can't find that 
could he be described as one of the best outside hitters in the world? One of the best? Yeah. How how far are you going down? Are we going top five? Maybe not right this moment. Let's say no. when, when was when was Reed's peak? Do you think top five? I mean, he just did win MVP. Reed is in the in top Turkey. ten. In Turkey, Reed is in the top ten of all time, or just not of all one time. Of, one of the best hitters. No, lately. Okay, like in the last whatever five years. Okay, top probably top ten in the last five years. Okay, is he going Olympics? Um, top. Mm-hmm. I'd have a hard time. Uh, he's around five. Okay, four-time Olympian. Is he going again? I know he'd like to. Yeah, I'm sure he's trying. I think we should all go to keep playing. Yeah, we should broadcast. I'm in. I mean, I've talked to him. Reed, just keep playing, man. As long as, long as he's healthy, if he can, I mean, especially the way the money is right now, keep yeah. going. Brett Farvet, play as long as you can. Favre. No, Reed is a he's a very very good volleyball player all the way around. We need to remember too, his face got smashed in recently too. That's right. Yeah. He had the Rip Hamilton mask. He, he thought he was perhaps done that was a, a summer ago. Yeah. Phantom of the outside hitter. Masquerade. So congratulations, Reed Pretty, on uh, yet another championship, on your newly elected position in the Turkish Parliament and the MVP. His cup runneth over, as it says on USAV.org. What's what's Gabe Gardner's picture doing there? Gabe Gardner elected to AAC leadership. Yeah, he's on the Athletes uh, Advisory Council. Yep. And Tom Black edited the USA Women's National Team staff, an official announcement finally made. Not sure if we – I think I held that one back. We talked to Tom a few you weeks ago. It. Yeah. And uh, and he said, yeah, that was happening. I'm surprised by that hire. Why? Because I didn't think – Oh, here comes the Black-Aval feud. I have no feud with Tom oh. Black. Well, maybe you're starting it. Right I mean, maybe this starts it. I just didn't <laughs> – you know, and all due respect to Tom Black, I just didn't think he was that caliber of a coach. I was unaware that he was that at that level. Just got an email from the boss, by the way. Are you looking at that now, too, Kim? Uh, no. He uh, they actually met with the prime minister and the president today. Yeah, is what he said. Yeah. Well, I mean, how else are you going to pass laws other than yeah, meeting meet with the, the prime minister people. and the president? You yeah. can't just meet one of them. And he has some weird number on here for us to call. I don't even know how to do that. No, we can't do that. Isn't Tom Black the LMU sand volleyball coach? No, he's the LMU indoor coach. No, he's the sand volleyball coach. I thought maybe he was he's the indoor both. Coach. Maybe he's both. But he's definitely. I saw him on the sand this okay, then he's last both. week with Mayer coaching the girls down at Playa del Rey. So, I guess my point is, I am surprised that he has risen to that level. Read pretty. No, not read. No, we're, no, we're on Tom Black now. Sorry, I'm looking at. Us. We're Sorry. on Black versus Aval. Still talking to the yeah. boss. Still talking about the boss. Are you not? I mean, was that you knew Kevin previously that he was going to be taking that position? Yes, because so, I heard a rumor and I checked it back with him <laughs> to find out. So you're not surprised at that hire? Uh, the Barnett Black feud? Surprised? No, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I think Tom's a, a very thoughtful guy who's who's worked hard to become a, a better and better coach. I'm not. I'm not really surprised by it. I guess I, I wouldn't have put his name in there if I was thinking about who Karch would hire for the national team. Karchi. But at the same time, when they said Tom Black, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't I didn't think like my thought. My first thought was not he's not qualified for that. Sorry, Karch. My first thought was, oh, that's cool. Tom's one of these young rising coaches who's 
dedicated his life to becoming a better volleyball coach. Yeah, I guess I like that. I oh, like you that. said Karch was qualified when they hired him right away with no, no coaching. Karch. Okay. Which point? My point is that it... No, you can't play that card. Sorry. No, I, that's my card. No. <laughs> I mean, he asked me if I was... I, I was not surprised because it was Karch. Yeah, why, because it's because it's because it's Karch. Yeah. yeah, that's why I wasn't surprised. But credential wise, coach. Oh, absolutely, I was surprised. And and this is from somebody who does not have the Barnett insider knowledge of the national team programs, right? I'm yeah. definitely on the outside. I just know who some of these people are, and I've known Tom Black for for years and seen him come up, like you said, for the last 15 years coaching from the club level to. I think he was a Division II coach at UCSD for the women. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's definitely put in some time. And I always say that it seems like the same coaches keep coming back and back and, and they're getting older and older. So it's nice to see a, a younger coach maybe. That's maybe, a good point. Maybe with the opportunity to now, you know, it's a great spot, right? Maybe he'll someday become a head coach or go from LMU. I don't know if LMU is his destination if he wants to make that a top top tier program or if that's a a stepping stone that he wants to go to a, you know a big 10 or a pac 12 school to coach either indoor or sand and this is the first hire that's been announced for the women's second yeah reed reed sunihara, reed sunihara. where have i been no, it's but, indoor i've been paying but, attention but he, so there's there's <laughs> a good point though didn't reed Sunahara play with Karch at UCLA. I mean, he's one of those I believe so. old both school UCLA guys. I'd have to check the years, but that's like an old school right. volleyball guy, though. That's not, you know what I mean? That's not new blood. Exactly. You're right. I think that's a good point you're making. And, and I make a lot of good points. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll hand the reins to like a uh, a 31 year old head coach with the men's team because Newsflash, still no head coach. I'm 32. So what day is today? I'm out. The sixth? No, no, the fifth. The fifth still. Do you think I could coach the men's team at this point? You just hire some of the best assistants. And... I say you throw your name in there because apparently the there haven't been the right candidates thus far. It's hmm. amazing. Yeah, I, I as a fan, as a alumni of the national team, am once again disappointed in the situation. Being a realist, okay, there's factors involved. I know it's not what USAV wants. Of course. So instead of going on the 23-year-old Barnett rage of the stupidest thing ever. About 33. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to go down that road because I, I don't think it's warranted. I, I'm just disappointed that once again, the women's team is taken care of mm-hmm. and the men's team is in a lurch. And that's not because of some focus issue. It's just the way it's working out. Yeah. But it, as an alumni and as a fan of that team and as a concerned citizen citizen of, of <laughs> USA Volleyball, right? Okay. Ex, ex-citizen. Which, by the way, I saw a new SimCity commercial. It looks really fun. I might want to play that. But Drink. That's a drink. I don't know why, but that's definitely a drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, citizen of USA Volleyball, because I kind of like that, that. Yeah, no, notion. I know where your mind went with it. I just don't think it was appropriate. <laughs> I just like that commercial. I think it's funny. Let me ask you this. As a former player, because as a fan from the outside, them not having a coach yet does not affect me. Because I'm like, I'm just gonna sh- whenever they're in town, I'm going to go see it. They'll have a coach. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. If you're on the national team and you still don't have a coach yet, how is that affecting you mentally? How would that be affecting you getting prepared to come back after you're done playing overseas and dominating like Reed is? Like what kind of things? Nothing really? 
I don't think so because they're not focused on coming back for the national team. They're focused on their professional seasons right now. Okay. That's their job. Gotcha. You're not worried about the national team. It's a it's a source of disbelief, I'm sure. And at this point in the quad, too. Right? I mean, it's it's only 2013. You've got three years. Oh, no, that's a huge concern. Really? Yeah, if you're going to – there's two different issues there. Is it a, an issue for the player? Not really. Is it an issue for the team and USA Volleyball? Absolutely. Whoever it is is way behind again. And maybe this time we'll get a coach that knows something about international volleyball. Anything about international volleyball. That would help. Is that a slight to? It's not a slight. It's a fact. Mm. I'm sorry. It's not a slight. I have no problem with Alan. Alan is always very giving with his time with this program. He was always very giving with his time when we were broadcasting the teams. Never had a problem with Alan. It is a plain fact. You're just making a Alan had never evaluation. been on a tour. Never. He didn't know the slightest thing about international volleyball coming into the job. That's tough. And it, it made. And when they hired him, his resume, the announcement made a, a big deal about junior this or that. That doesn't mean anything. You don't have any touch with the national team. So what if you did juniors for a couple of years, junior national teams? It doesn't mean you know anything about the national team. I'd be curious to pick his brain to see what he would do over again. Yeah, that would, that would be interesting. Get him on. Get Alan on. For a couple of reasons. I mean, had Long Beach State... Right now, Columbia is, State's pretty good. They're in that well, maybe not the top echelon, but they're in kind of the second tier. They're like third. Yeah, like but that. if you ask me, which you didn't, but I'll answer anyway. The top tier of of college they're volleyball right, right now is two teams. It's UCI and it's BYU. And then that that second tier. That's barely a tier, by the way. Uh, agreed, but that second tier is UCI, Stanford, Pepperdine. Wait, you just put UCI in both tiers? Sorry, Long Beach State, Pepperdine. <laughs> Stanford, UCLA, maybe. It's the second tier is even bigger, and and I really I yeah, hesitate I to so. say it's even a tier. It's like a it's like a tri level, right? Because in a normal house you'd have top and bottom full staircase. Right now it's a tri level. You got about three stairs between these two levels instead of a full landing, full setup. Yeah. And then you've got the the next grouping of Northridge, Cal Baptist, UC Santa Barbara. I love that you just put Northridge way down there. What they were mean? beating I mean, Hawaii. Did they win? Over Hawaii on Sunday night? They did, 3-1. Okay, they were up 2-1 when we went off there. No. So BYU is number one, UC Irvine is number two this week. Long Beach is third, Pepper, uh, Stanford fourth. You know, we talk all the time, actually we listen all the time about the College Volleyball Weekly. We don't really talk much. But <laughs> we, let them, we let them do We the let thing. them do the talking, but I hear so much about the parody, and it's really parody through the middle to the bottom because there are two or three teams, like I just listed, that have – Separated themselves, you know? The BYUs and the uh, UCIs. I I don't know. Kevin, you're allowed to disagree. We can do that on the show. Yeah, you can disagree with me. But you're doesn't wrong. mean you're right, but... Yeah. Well, because you look at the, the scores and the, the schedule here. Let me look at the current standings. Pulling it up right now. All right, so 12-2, and two, BYU. Yep. Long Beach, 11-3. and three. Yep. There goes your argument. No. UC Irvine, 12-4. and four. Yep. So really, by record, Long Beach is in that by record right there because yep. th- that's their conference record. That's not a bunch of out of conference wins over yep. uh, St. George or School yeah. of the Blind and Deaf. <laughs> yes, I haven't heard or seen anything about that school. Uh, but the fourth place, Good Pepperdine, night. nine and six, 
on down to say, gosh, I'll I'll give it to him here. Tenth USC at four and nine. They had a good weekend. It's a jumble. They had a good weekend. USC had a good weekend. They went five and lost to Stanford. To Stanford, and they beat Pacific. And if and this is not just because I went to USC because you can. By the way, Pacific is three and nine. Just right, but they're also. I mean, you can take this argument and put it to any of those teams that you just listed. In my opinion, the the goal right now for you, if you're in the bottom half of the league, is to make the playoffs. Right. And really, there's one spot available for that because so if, if you were to subdivide this the way you want it. Yep. Well, and I'm going to put Long Beach in the top. So okay. top three. BYU, Long Beach, Irvine. Yep. Next group, Pepperdine, Stanford, Northridge, UCLA. I just want to make a note that uh, UCI has 15 overall wins. So they're in conference. Yeah, they're they're right there. But I don't even know what those non-conference wins were. Neither do I, I'm just saying. And then the next group would be Cal BAP, UC Santa Barbara, USC, Hawaii, Pacific, UC San Diego none of whom have more than five wins. And actually, Santa Barbara is the only team with five wins. The others have four or less conference victories. Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara has 10 losses. Hawaii has 10 losses. SC has nine. I mean, it's just not good. Right. I think the... But but, uh, let me finish, and you go ahead. Yep. But that's for the eighth spot, because Cal Baptist, the first team listed in that group, is in the eighth spot. They take the top eight to playoffs. Right. So what I was going to say is, and this goes for any of those teams, not just USC, but I just happen to know the USC schedule and team the best, is your goal has to be to beat those other teams head-to-head. USC gets Hawaii twice. Right, which is a great weekend. which is a great schedule. And the, other thing, the other thing that works out well for USC is that, as you have mentioned before when you were broadcasting them on the Pac-12 networks, they've played fewer matches. Many right? fewer. Yeah. USC. Yep. Played UCLA a week ago, a week and a half ago now. And I had to check it twice because I had done my work on the plane on the way back from somewhere else. And I'm a little fatigued, but I, I wanted to get it out of the way. I'm looking over it to print it, and USC says, hey, played 21 of 33 sets. And, and I'm like, were, you were confused. You're like, wait a second. I, I thought I updated this thing. <laughs> I, did I not save it? I'm panicking. You know, it's an hour before I got to go to the match. And I looked it up. Sure enough, they had played 33 sets to UCLA's 75 at that point. Crazy stat of the week. I actually brought it up again this past week. I even on or off air, but 33 to 75. Yet they're still beat up. I don't understand. They still had guys who were injured. Cassidy yeah. injured. McKibben out. Of course, He's that's before the season. He's redshirting. Yeah. He just had a plate put in his shin. Again, I don't, I don't know the other schools because I don't see them as often, but I think USC is probably as healthy as they're going to get right now. USC has no outside hitters. Agreed. I, I told no. you that before. They don't Tanner have anybody. Jansen has double the number of attempts of the next guy, yeah. more than double. Well, and I don't even and count him hitting, as an outside because he's opposite. He's well, but he's hitting two thirty-seven. Yeah. He hit two twenty-six in the five-set match. Yeah, he's getting every ball and he's hitting two twenty-six. You're not going to win matches that way. So who? Let's it put it this way. Not good enough. Let's let's try to get out of our uh, alma mater. Um, attachments and who who has a chance in your opinion for that eight spot or for the for the bottom because like you said there's a tier or a couple of tiers at the top that are pretty much have secured their playoff spot so who do you see as either making a run or uh, or or winning that battle for six seven eight I don't have a ton of information for this uh, Northridge as of late has played fairly well UCLA with the talent they have I've seen them several times I, I just don't see how they fall past seventh. I mean, they're seven and seven right now. I think they have too much talent to not make the playoffs. 
CalBAP has a bunch of Brazilians who've played like 10 years internationally, so they probably have the experience to do pretty well down the stretch. I continue to marvel at Santa Barbara being that bad, at SC being that bad. Hawaii, I don't know anything about. Pacific seems to just be the Pacific of even my era. Yeah. And UC San Diego, after a great start, has gone back to being themselves. Yeah, Pacific has lost six in a row. So. Yeah, UOP, man, they need some help. You know, coach or recruiting or something. I don't know. But UOP, not a real strong history of good volleyball there. Well, I'm sure we'll get critiqued later in the show when... The like chat, board, Jay, come on. chat board's already talking about it a little bit. Oh, but the question is, they wanted Jay to chime in, and Jay's like, I'm just going to let them hash it out. Who's going to take that spot? <sighs> I don't know enough about those teams to really say. Yeah. It could be Cal Bap. They still have another two months, right? Or when is the... No, playoffs start middle of next month. Yeah, gotcha. three weeks or something. Four weeks. I'll be at Poly uh, for the Or beginning of next month. Did you be at Poly for the championship, Kevin? Final no, Four? No, I'll be in uh, Las Vegas, unfortunately. We're not going to broadcast on Final Four? You and I can. I'll be there. Yeah, you guys can. That'd be great. I, I would like to do it. I just I have other obligations. I'm broadcasting in Vegas. Well, make it happen and we'll be there. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. I'm with you that BYU and Irvine are probably the two best teams. Yeah. Uh, Long Beach, because of their record, I think you've got to put them in there. 11-3. and three. Yeah, they're in the top tier. Next group is a complete, like, throw them in a bag and... Shake it up like shake and bake and throw them out there. Who knows? Pepperdine, Stanford, Northridge, Ridge, UCLA. Yeah. Now, let me ask you that. Because of the second tiers like that, is that good for men's volleyball college? Do you like the parity like that? I, I think parity is good. Okay. I think seeing the players from all different places is really good. When you look down the rosters uh, of where guys are from, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, New York, I mean, there's – there's all kinds of places that players are coming from. And I was actually talking with Bill Ferguson uh, before the match about that a little bit because he was mentioning all the names that went to Pally when he was there and all the big names, guys like Steffes or Zapata, who played for mm-hmm. a long time on the beach, or um, you know, guys that, whose names that I recognize, that was even before my time, but the guys that made an impact on the game. And I don't think that's happening anymore. You're talking about Pally High? Yeah. Still close? You don't have the dominance of one little high school or one particular segment like Southern California. Go down the national team. For yeah. a long time, you know how many SoCal guys there were on the national team? Yeah. Like one or two. So the really elite level was not being dominated by guys from SoCal. It was being dominated by the nation. Guys from all over the place. Well, because the SoCal guys like to dominate beach. The what? Well, formerly the beach. <laughs> and I was thinking about that, but is that true? Let me put my brain into it a little bit. Dane Blanton, Fenoy, gold medalist, Southern California. Yep, Laguna and Manhattan Beach. Yeah. Okay. John Rosenthal, two-time Olympian. Hermosa. Yes. Jake Gibb, Utah. Yeah. Phil. Phil. Florida. True. Florida, but it's also another state where they don't have to play indoor because it's warm most of the year. But it's Florida, it's not Southern California. Oh, suck it. Ferbs and Nick. North Nick's Florida. For Burby, California. Yeah, but NorCal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Nor- it doesn't count. So, okay. Outside Arch. of SoCal. Karchi? Santa Barbara. That's kind of NorCal if you're from SoCal, but I'll nah, take it. we'll take Santa Barbara's SoCal. <laughs> I'll count it. Because Todd Rogers. Carrie's from Northern California. She is. Misty's from here. So Lambert, now. Hawaii. Yep. Yeah. Not a, not a ton of Midwest guys the way they're on the indoor game. True. Jen and April. SoCal, SoCal. Yep. Yeah, okay. So maybe we'll give, we'll give SoCal the beach still. Thank you. Second. Yes. Second. <laughs> Finally, we got something. 
can hang my hat on that. Speaking of the beach, I was uh, I was cruising uh, in my um, you know man of leisure leisure time that I have these days. Not your new car yet. No, oh, I gotta go now. I'll be back. Oh, he's getting his job phone call. I love it. He was right in the middle of something too. We were he was taking Sorry, the we show pause somewhere. Well, also since we're issuing congratulations, uh, issue congratulations to. Do we get to claim her as our own Kelly Tennant or guest host Kelly Tennant? Like, how many times do you have to be on the show to be claimed? I don't think I mean, she's ours yet. No, I Dust, don't think we Dustin are. is ours. We own Dustin. Yeah, we true. own Dustin, for sure. But Kelly, she can get a congratulations. Well, yeah, but it's, we just can't call her the NetLive's own Kelly Tennant. It's just correct. Kelly Tennant, congratulations. She could be in the running for eighth man or fifth man or fourth man, whatever Dustin wanted last, you know, because she comes and helps out. Like eighth man, that's a, that's a lively false alarm. roster. False alarm, false I'm back. Alarm. <laughs> false alarm, I'm back. <laughs> do you want to continue your story? Or I, uh, yeah, I do. Kelly? Wait, we guys, okay, congratulations let's go back to Kelly, to Kelly yeah. for joining the coverage of the LA Galaxy, who will now play at the StubHub Center. What? Yep. I didn't hear that. StubHub Center. Not, not the Home Depot Not Center? the Home Depot Center. StubHub Center. Wow. So, congratulations, Kelly Tennant. And... Working for Time Warner, she will work with our own. Our own. <laughs> our own. And this is really a situation where we continue to claim him, even though we might not want to. Chris McGee. Studio audience is going nuts today. <laughs> uh, I heard you discussing... Still, still going. I know. I heard you discussing kind of what title to give Kelly. Is she, is she first lady? First oh. lady of the NetLock? <laughs> Not a bad call. <laughs> is there? A, I mean, she'd have to be married to somebody though. Wouldn't, maybe, wouldn't that be Reed's actually? wife? Yeah, or Nicole. That's true. Nicole does get lots of pub on yeah. the show. Yeah, she does. Anyway, just trying to. She does listen to the show every week, by the way. Maybe not live, but she'll listen to the podcast to and from work in the car. Hi, nice. Nicole. On the way to Glee. Yes. On the way home. With no Grammy. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was going to say is during my time yesterday when I was – and it was nicer yesterday for those of you who missed the it's weather. beautiful report. over the weekend. I left um, Friday. It was 82. Oh. Kevin Barnett. And I saw some beach action going going on down there in Hermosa, as you often do on the nice days. Was this yesterday? Yes. Heard. Continue. You heard what? Who you're about to mention. Who am I about Just to finish mention? your story. <laughs> sure. It's my, my fault. My story was I saw uh, – I guess what could be considered the top American team, and maybe the top team in the world, potentially, Rosie and Philip. Philip Practicing against Ferbs and Lucina. That's who I knew you were going to mention. Oh, yeah. So I saw them playing, and something interesting jumped out at me, and that was that Philip and Sean were wearing a little bit of Under Armour gear. Interesting. And I'm saying Under Armour boardies. Board shorts? Yeah. Uh, Under Armour accessories. Hmm. hmm. So, so definitely sponsorship type situation. Eh, you know, I'm just. I mean, I wear we Under break... Armour to the beach too, but I'm not sponsored. But if Do you, you have forty, but I don't have. No, I don't have Under. I didn't know 40s. they made forty. They... If your water bottle matches your shorts, you're sponsored. Great point. I didn't see a water bottle. That leads me to another question, though. Please. Is Furby? Because I read an article about Nick. Oh, Gardhoff said that Rosie had it on in Huntington Pro Am also. So. Interesting. Go um, on. Nick's having a child, by the way. I, I don't know if everybody is aware of that with Brooke. He is. 
Hanson now? Niles. Hans? Niles. 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 Be Niles. Yeah. Anyways, during in that article, our Zico sponsor. Yes, our Zico sponsor. And that article was talking about you know Nick not having a finding a partner right away and then playing, but it hinted at like he's playing with Furby again. Oh, you're talking about the article that was on USAV. Yes. Yes. Is he playing with Furby again? Is Furby playing international when Furby said he didn't want to anymore? Yeah. So from what I've seen he's, and heard, here's he's playing here's, international. From what I've seen and heard. Um, no domestic tour. Furby is now a uh, volunteer assistant for the UCLA men's team. Yep, seen him. He also is helping to run that club that he and Joy run. The they dominate. Mizuno Long Beach. Yep. And he is playing with Nick on the beach and training occasionally. It's kind of. And he's a father to two children. Yeah, Mateo and Charlie. So it's kind of up to him, I think. I don't think he's committed to being to, to the travel worldwide for the entire season. I have seen. Tony Chirelli down there um, practicing a little bit. Chirelli? Yeah, Chirelli. 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 Okay. As, a, as opposed to what? Sorelli? Sorelli. Yeah, Chirelli. Chirelli. Uh, so he's probably in the mix um, in some way, maybe as a fill-in or a, a understudy, if you will. So. Chirelli? Chirelli. Chirelli? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's not a good use of your volleyball talent right now. Sorry, Tony. Well, he comes from a definitely a beach family you know awesome hope they can support him is he from yeah. socal he's from huntington his mom cammy suck it kevin manhattan beach open champion i i hope they've got some money that they wish to pour into tony because he's not making any in the fivb or domestically this year well sometimes it's not always about money kevin it better not be had rosie and phil look phil playing on ridiculous. the right side ridiculous <laughs> it's gonna be it's a fun team to watch i mean it? they did a couple things that you're just like what? <laughs> you will, know, Rosie, will Rosie give Phil personality? No. Okay. <laughs> but can you imagine Rosie's Raiders on Phil's side? Oh I my mean, God! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Phil, you'll see Phil smile at least three times yeah, in the match because which is, of the Rosie Raiders, which is three times more on average. Yeah. It'll be that wry, quiet smile, though. Yeah, absolutely. He'll just kind of turn as he's going back to serve and look at him and laugh because he actually heard something that they said. Yeah. But you know what else? It's going to be a good team. They were practicing. Uh, we're not ever going to see them. They practiced no. with that that Mikasa. Uh, the tetherball? Yeah. The, that was that was funny. The international tetherball. <laughs> Thank looked, you, Casey Patterson, for that one. That looked tough to pass, by the way. I mean, they nobody rips jump serves with that thing because well, it's the, so much harder to just stand and jump float. Well, all the beach guys say it moves like an indoor ball, but outdoor. Yeah. Good. That's not good, Kevin. Why? Why? It's a different game, fool. <laughs> she just go, Mr. T? Yeah. Yeah. I pity the fool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Oh, here we go. No, the, the ball's a big deal. I'm just Let me ask trying you to this. create controversy. The ball's a big deal. Let me ask We're gonna, you I'm going to bring that up with April, by the way. Whatever know, ball you're playing with is a big well, deal. Well, she's sponsored by Wilson. Yes, but Wilson sponsors the AVP ball? <laughs> See how I went up at the end there? That yeah. was I thought that was Spalding. I thought they were going old school white. No. Well, I'm the, my, with the classic. My point is, if you're sponsored by Wilson, or if you play, if you prefer a Wilson ball, um, where do you play play with that? You don't right now in yeah. your backyard. You don't. Yeah. Know. Same as see, even the fans can play with the same ball that I play in my backyard with. I'm April Ross. Sorry. I kind of feel like I'm excited well, to have April on. By the way, I was thinking about this earlier. I just wanted to interject this. God, I hope you don't get a phone call in the middle. Of her. I know, but I was thinking about. I feel like Stephen A. Smith when I'm talking about April because I'm like, 
April Ross is a personal friend of mine. I know April Ross. Like, you know how I always... <laughs> I call April Ross I text, the phone. April and I text, we tweet each other, and here's... I feel bad. Sorry, go ahead. Shut up, Skip Bayless. I think uh, College Sand uses the Wilson. It's different colors, obviously, but it's the same ball. So... Those of you that are wondering, we, we were supposed to have Kathy DeBoer on here to talk about College Sand, but that's going to have to happen two weeks' time. Well, let me also throw out, um, like I said, not to have the USC bias, but USC is having their grand opening of the Sand Stadium, which is located directly across from Galen Center on Figueroa right there. They re- rebuilt some sand courts, so uh, I think it's on Thursday. Now, have you seen it? Phone call? Phone call. Ready to break the headphones. College standing, good situation. They now have double the number of teams they had last year. They had 15 last year. They now have 30 this year. I'm glad you said that because I've been trying to quote how many teams there are now. 30. Okay. Let me ask you, going back to the ball situation for a second. I know in tennis they play on different surfaces. Same ball. But if you were playing indoor and you went to one country and you had one ball, and you went to another country to play in a tournament, it was a different ball. Don't you think that's a little bit of an adjustment? That happens. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, particularly the national team, national team sponsored by Molten. Yeah. You play domestically, you got to play with a Molten. Yeah. Everything international is Bacasa. Sometimes when you play in some leagues, it's rare now. Most of them use the international ball. Uh, but you would go to the Italian league, we would play with a Molten soft touch. Yeah, I think you were telling me about that. Right. Uh, so it, it, it happens. And it's and those balls, too, there there were two balls that were popular at the time I was playing. And the Mikasa and the Molten were close. Mm-hmm. Fairly close. The soft touch, it was a little smaller. It it wasn't as heavy. No, it was heavier. I think it was a little heavier. Um, but there were slight differences. And it makes a difference. Yeah. Especially in passing. Like one was a little bouncier than the other. The other one had kind of a dead feel. Uh, and so if you're switching, I think the difference in the beach balls is bigger. I think there's a, a lot more of a difference between some of the balls on the beach side. Well, that's what I And it makes a huge difference. The passing, um, especially the international, the Mikasa ball, the players say that the passing that ball is more difficult than the rest of them. And then I heard the Spalding ball feels a little bit heavier and drops faster, if that makes sense. When you set it, yeah. the ball drops quicker, so your timing is thrown off a little bit, and just a split second makes a big difference, I believe. Historically, the Spalding was a very heavy ball. Ugh, my shoulder would hurt playing with that ball. Very heavy ball. It was almost like playing with a, one of those uh, red playground balls, as far as weight went. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in a dead feel, but as far as weight went, it was it was that way. I remember playing back in the day with those, and uh, I didn't mind. You could get behind it, but you could really get you could on that off thing. on it for sure. Yeah, you could really get. You could serve the living death out of that thing. You could just light it up from the service line because if you put some spin on it, sucker was going down. I feel like some of the Spalding and the Macasa ball are so bouncy now. Obviously, the court's smaller on beach, so you. But if you go back to rip a jump serve, if you miss it slightly, that thing is sailing ten rows into the stands. Yeah, it's a little like playing with a Tachikara back in the day where you really had to put spin on it, or playing in Colorado Springs, where you definitely had to put spin on the ball. Because of the elevation. Yeah, because it wasn't coming down. <laughs> if you didn't spin still, that thing. It's still going right now. Yeah, and it, it was ugly. But, yeah, I mean, the balls make a huge difference. Uh, by the way, Gulf Shores, Alabama, hosting ABCA Sand Championships May 3rd through the 5th, if you're in that region of the world. Uh, Ed Bond on the chat board brought up the new MBL Walmart ball. 
It's actually the same ball. It's actually the same ball as the international ball. It's just different colors. Walmart ball. Yeah. Just brand when it's brand new out the box, it looks maybe plasticky, but uh, it's the same and, ball. And apparently plays as such, according to Casey. Well, it's the same ball internationally. It's the same ball, same exact ball, just different colors. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's why they signed that. Deal. I mean, I think it was smart to sign that deal because if all the top players are going to be playing internationally, at least when they come back domestically, and Albert's the only one that has tour dates up, they're going to at least be consistent with the ball. Even though all the players like the Wilson ball more. The AVP making noise about doing something called the classic. I've been hearing rumors about them. Big court. No antennas. I'm fine with that. A one-off. I'm Play fine with, with a white ball. Play with the Spalding. Don't. Yeah. No. Nobody likes that ball. Who cares? We were just talking about it. Nobody likes it. It hurts. It hurts? The Spalding? Bunch of pansies. It hurts? Really? Your little forearms get chapped? No. My shoulder hurts. <laughs> Dustin, you get a job? You got to do some bands. Buddy. I do, Kevin. Bands. I know we've talked about this before, but I am athletic. Listen, we talked about CrossFit before. Brick Fitness right over here. It's my new jam. you got to go there. Get yourself in shape. You Tattoos kn- look bad when they're all shriveled. You want to know... Here's what I want to know, and I think all of our listeners would like to know this, too. What... Yes, I'm back. ...is on... Oh, different question. ...your workout playlist on your iPod when you're working out? I don't have one. No. I don't put it in an iPod. Of course you do. I've got a personal coach there working me out. Getting things going. Oh, you have a trainer. Pumping it up. No, I'm a trainer once a week right now. So you go to the gym once a week? No, I go to the gym five or six times a so week. So what about the other times when you don't have a trainer? I work on my own. They have music going. In the gym? Yes. Okay. Brick Fitness. No. Palos Verdes and PV Drive. That was kind or, of a letdown. Or, pardon me, PV Drive and PCH. It's kind of a... I go to SoundCloud.com and I download the Suicide Doors playlist, which is about 30, 33 minutes or so. Of just complete workout goodness, deliciousness. Thanks, Thanks Dustin. Yeah. Thanks for that. Feel free. Anybody else can do that. The suicide doors. Look, if you go to suicidedoors.com, you'll get all the information you need to know. And there's good pictures of you and Cadillacs? There's a video up there right now that will explain everything to you. We've got April Ross coming up, too. Speaking of a music fan and a dancer, she loves getting out there and jamming to the beats that you provide. She does. It's fun to see when they have fun out there, isn't it? One of, obviously on tour, every event looks the same to me, but when a player is out there bobbing their head or tapping their hand or their leg and not even realizing that they're doing it, that's when I know I'm doing my job. How far down Google are you here? The Suicide Doors? Well, since we've just started, I said go to the suicidedoors.com. You have that? The Suicide Doors. Oh, the. That's why. Suicidedoors.com is not going to work. The. The. Check it. I think I've been here before. Well, go there again. No, I don't. You uh, great radio going on right now. Yeah, suicide suicide doors had a gig last night. No, no, not just you, just me. What'd you do? I was working the L.A. Tennis Challenge at Poly. First time they've ever done this. Tennis court inside Poly Pavilion. Wow, that actually looked really good. Yeah, it did. I saw your picture. Yeah, it looked really good. There were lots of celebrities there last night. Bruce Willis. Really? Um, Alex tell, Dunphy. Who is the guy? You tell him to come back for the Final Four? I did. Who? He's on the office. Tall guy, glasses. Rain Wilson. Yes. He was there, and during the doubles match with Sampras and Djokovic taking on the Bryan brothers, he came over and yelled at the upper ref, made him get down, and then he got up on the upper ref stand. 
and then reft, <laughs> and then reft. And when I say ref, I use that as loosely as I possibly can. The rest of the event. How many people were there? It was probably seventy percent full. Wow, that seats twelve thousand something like something that? like that. But they also didn't sell like. Oh, yeah, it's plain. Um, and the reason I ask is because couldn't Volley do a an exhibition type event? I know one hundred percent. Like sand volley or indoor volley? Either. I mean, wasn't there the opportunity at um, the Pyramid last year, and I didn't go? I know Garthoff and the crew, and you were there. Was there a, a, any exhibition type? There was no beach stuff going on. It was all indoor national team. Right, but was there any sort of – I mean, you could have an exhibition event where similar, – similar to that, right? Similar to what one, one, 100%. Um, but they didn't, I imagine. I think there there are lots of things that could be improved upon about what went down last year at the pyramid. Yeah. I'm not saying that what they did was bad. It was great for the sport. Yeah. But there are definitely some more things that could be done to highlight the sport. Well, and we did when we were in Milwaukee last year, the IMG Cuervo Tour. Yep. The what do they call it? The Milwaukee the shootout. shootout. Yeah. Yeah. Shootout. So they only had um, eight teams on each or eight people, four teams on each side. Yep. But there was a skills competition on Friday that they tried to. An act. How was that? Uh, it was not good. It's difficult. First of all, it's difficult to think up a, in my opinion, it's difficult to think up a skills competition for volleyball that's going to be entertaining to a crowd. You're not going to have, you don't have the three-point shootout. Yeah. You don't have the dunk contest. It would just be bouncing balls on spikes. Yeah, they did. Uh, There's no closed chain skills. That's the problem. They did. Yeah. They did like serving. They just did one serving. So you just go back and absolutely rip a jump serve. Everything else, yeah, they did. On something else. Creative serve type thing. The, was Carambola there? Uh, <laughs> no, Carambola. Carambola. Yeah. Yeah. We mispronounced that one for the entire broadcast. Skyball is unbelievable. Yeah, he was not there because he didn't qualify by winning one of the. When it goes off his hand, it goes one direction and then goes the other way. Yeah, but he's the single, like the the player to make the finals in the single worst shape. I've ever seen. <laughs> if you, There's a reason why he played with his shirt on. Uh, good times. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of talk right now about LeBron doing the dunk contest or not doing the dunk contest. Well, imagine Is the money going to charity? It better. Yeah. A million dollars. One. First of all, half that's going to be taxed. So 500000 You know what's funny? To charity. Do you know when the dunk contest is? Saturday All-Star night. weekend. Right. In February of 2014. It's in 11 months. ESPN's got to have something to blow up. <laughs> you know, like, there's nothing else to talk about. Lakers are making a playoff run. You don't want to talk about that? Serge Ibaka going, going, going right for the Blakers. Oh, man. It's going right over the top and getting the... Apparently, you're not allowed to show... We show reviews at NBA games, but when they're reviewing whether it's a flagrant foul or not, we're not supposed to show on the video board. The replay. But we weren't necessarily told that right away. Mm-hmm. So it was shown a few times. The fans were not pleased when the refs came back and said flagrant one, as opposed to flagrant two, and you're out of here. You can't hit somebody in the man region. <laughs> you just can't. Because it wasn't like it was an accident. He may not have meant to hit him in the man region, but he meant to hit him. Yeah. Is this one where he was pinning his arm down or something? He was boxing Look, out. He kind of came over the top. Came over the Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's grabbing my jersey. Somebody's grabbing your jersey every time down the floor. So you whack him in the nuts. Yeah. If Shaq hit somebody whack in the nuts, if Shaq hit somebody <laughs> in the nuts every time he got fouled or held during an NBA game, there'd be a lot of eunuchs around. Yes. 
Because yeah. if Shaq hits you in the nuts, that nut's not making it. Who was it that Shaq came flying in with the fist of fury with his eyes closed that Brad Miller oh. just happened to turn his head at the last second? Because if Shaq would have connected, not that it was a properly thrown punch, but, but you have 350 pounds worth of man coming at man. you. Yeah. A hand the size of a cantaloupe. Would have broken his face. Yeah, that's where Geeter is today, by the way, preparing for the... Breaking phases? No, the Thunder-Lakers game. And, and Ibaka is on the Thunder, and it remains to be seen if he's going to be suspended for tonight's matchup. Kobe said he would slap him. He didn't say slap him. He said he would smack him in the face. <laughs> he's I, like, I would worry about the pain later. I don't think it was a open-handed I think Kobe's slap. a keyboard warrior here. Well, no. they're playing in the night. Their rivals, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Does blah, he go blah, Carmelo blah. Anthony? Slap and run? Hold me back. Hold me back. Nobody's <laughs> holding you back. You're running backwards. Yeah. Hold me back. <laughs> no, seriously. Hold me seriously. back. Help. You just crossed half court. Yeah, hold me back. <laughs> ah, no. I'm going to get him at the bus. Yeah, exactly. With KG. KG yeah. went after Lala, though, so he can't do that. Well, apparently Matt Barnes had some choice words for uh, Surge. After that? Right afterwards. Mm. We walked up to him and said, we'll talk about this again later. <laughs> Something along those lines. Matt Barnes. That's who should, that's who, yes, that's well, the guy on our team that should have gone. You should have subbed somebody in that doesn't ever get playing time yeah. and absolutely go surge directly in the face. All right, yeah. so who's going to hit him tonight if something happens? Who's the guy? But he gets playing time, but who's the guy? Meta World Peace. Yeah. You know that's the guy. He may just do it. Like, they haven't even talked to Meta. They probably even told Meta to calm down. They probably told Meta, don't do anything. Inside of Meta's head right now, the wheels are spinning. Or, let's say Serge does something subtle to Kobe Bryant, then Dwight Howard needs to lay him out. Because you know what that'll do? That'll get those two on the same page, and all Lakers fans will love Dwight Howard again. Yeah, but I don't think Dwight gives a rat I agree. about Kobe or the whole situation. Well, obviously. Nobody likes Kobe, Kevin. Just going to let you know that. Nobody. Nobody. Basketball player or otherwise. Nobody. 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 No. Did you get a job, by the way, Dustin? No. Phone call? Yeah, how many phone calls did you get in here? That's two. That's good. Got action on the line. You've had a couple of bites. You yeah, I reel uh, one of those into the boat. I'm really great at building relationships. Set That's the why hook. the director of Awesome is going to dominate. Set the hook. Yeah. All right? On that 100-pound Marlin. Yeah, what's going on with this thing that I've heard about recently, the Premier Volleyball League? Is that what it is? PVL? Have you heard of this? No. Yeah. Supposedly, is it like semi-pro or what's the deal? There's like all sorts of teams yeah, coming throughout the nation. Is it indoor? Yeah. Can I try out? Probably if uh, they have a men's league. I know no, it's women's no right league. now. No, there's not? No. Domestically in the United States. Yeah, there's teams in... Uh, oh, there's a men's division. There is? Yeah, Florida, New England... Oh, Northern California. Little... There's only three teams right now, so it looks like they're working on it. But the women's that division has new. Arizona, Wisconsin, Florida, Great Lakes, Great Plains, Hoosiers, Iowa Ice. I mean, I've seen a little bit about this, but I haven't heard a whole lot about it. So I was just wondering if anybody out there, either on the chat board or here, knows a little bit more about it. Well, it's a regional effort. Started in Florida. Somebody on the chat board said they were in Clearwater. Two weeks ago, there's a Florida team. Hmm. Should get somebody on from the PVL. Yeah, what does Steve on? I can't think of Steve's last name offhand. I talk to him all the time. Is it just like, yeah, hold on, is it just like uh, nationals? Like just expanding the nationals, adult nationals? No, it's, it's, to, meant to, it's meant to transform into a 
true pro league, but it's got to start semi-pro. I mean, every time I say semi-pro, I think of Will Ferrell. <laughs> and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Jay, Jay Hasek said it's the women's league first, and the men's will start next year full-time. Oh. What if they, what if they got that Basically together? Club volleyball. What if they got that together and had a full-on semi-pro indoor league and the beach still couldn't figure it out? That may happen. That would be ridiculous. Well, again, if you're going but that's indoor, paying to play. Sorry. but you can yeah. sell tickets to indoor. Yep. You have to buy shoes and knee pads and elbow pads. And, and it's enclosed. Guards. I think somebody brought this up one time. Is some of those enclosed arenas where they even hold beach events, you're able to sell tickets more effectively because it's an enclosed structure. Let me ask you this. With all of these beach venues going up at colleges, yeah. why don't we have pro beach events there? And you know what? You're going to have to cut the field down to 10 teams total. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody else who was not a starter on their high school team, but you think you're a pro now because you made it out of a qualifier this right. year where there was no real pros playing in it. No, I agree. You've got to start somewhere. So you start with 10, 10 teams. You know, you can have a qualifier or play into – you have the top eight teams and play into those last two spots or something like that. But even some of the collegiate sand teams, like UCLA is playing at Annenberg Beach House, which is uh, an area in Santa Monica that has – there's no, like, stadium that's built. And I think LMU probably plays at Playa del Rey, which is the same thing. There's yeah. a bunch of courts where, yeah. you know, Popco and the guys have run CBVA tournaments for years. But – um, There's a big stadium at Florida State. You're welcome, Jay. Florida State, I Gulf Coast. I refuse to call it sand. It's well, like beach. Yeah, except, what do you call it? Just like it's games instead of sets. No. Yes, I was at tennis last night, Kevin, and they played <laughs> sets. Kevin Wong needed to fix it on the show. No, Kevin Wong week. is it's correct. Not games, it's sets. Well, that's because that's what you guys want to legally call it. But It's what it's legally called worldwide. But that's not what it is. What kind of car do you drive? Toyota? Yep. What if I called it a Mazda? That's not even remotely. Yes, it is because your car no. is a Toyota. It's not a Mazda. They're games. Most I, I can't. I can't do it. I know this is a pet peeve of yours. <sighs> I tweeted, tweeted well. about it last night. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> a tennis match where they play sets as opposed to volleyball where they play games. Thank you. Speaking of uh, of tweets and and Twitter, uh, just saw something from Pre Lima that was tweeted by AVP, um, and we have talked about this. We talked about it with – who do we talk about it with? Doesn't matter. Albert. We talked about it with Albert when we had Albert on because yeah. I, I asked when he mentioned some of the players out there, he talked about Raquel Fajera and some of the people in Florida. And I've heard and now I'm reading currently on TampaBay.com um, some rumblings about AVP and Tampa Bay or Florida area. Uh, apparently, Donald's son telling them that uh, they were hoping to have four to six tournaments this year, including, I'm sure, Santa Barbara and Cincinnati, and looking like they're talking to someone in Florida, whether that's St. Petersburg or, or whatever, about mm -hmm. having a, a, a tournament down there. They've always had pretty good turnouts there, right? You've been there, Jeremy. Florida, um, Fort Lauderdale, Miami are the only places I've been in Florida. The year they went to Tampa Bay, I wasn't there. Um, they had a Cuervo, right? Clearwater? Last year, Clearwater uh, used to start no, the season Fort back Lauderdale. in the day. Back in the day, no, it was for, I've always only I've only been to Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. One year we went to Panama City with AVP. It was a disaster. Um, I went to well, Panama reason, City with my family one time. It was fun. Well, where's the, the first day at Panama City? It was so windy. 
Isn't that where the NVL is doing the their week long? As soon as the ball left your hand, it was 30 miles down the beach. <laughs> 30 miles? Literally, like, that is you, some wind. the ball's on your hand, you toss it up a half an inch, and it's gone. Like, gone. It was the first time they'd ever had to cancel an event due to the wind. Okay. Or the first day, I apologize. It was unbelievable. Well, that event always was sketchy with wind and rain. Look, you're going to get that first event of the year. Florida's, I, I think, and here's the thing, Dustin, that is always the issue. If you don't have enough time to promote it, nobody's going to show up. But if you can promote it, Florida is always a good location. Why don't you just promote it via Twitter and Facebook? Um, the NVL currently, by their tour schedule, is in Panama City. This is the, the one we talked about. This is when they're there for the spring break stuff. From the 2nd to the 23rd. A whole week. 20 days. Or three weeks. I mean, a whole month. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a long, long tournament. That's a long tournament. Yeah. Maybe get some a lot of play, A lot of playing games. Something yeah. tells me about uh, the 14th, you might have some blisters. That's funny. 14th day. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Look, yeah. I'm hopeful that we have 36 events this summer, too. But until somebody says we are definitely having these events... I do not want to hear anybody say the AVP is back, IMG is back. I don't want to hear it. Even if they do say we have tournament events this year, it doesn't mean they're back. We did this last year. doesn't yeah. mean they're back. Nobody's still, back uh, yet. The headline that was on there may be in St. Petersburg. Well, yeah, and I, I hope they are. I'll tell you, first of all, that's a little ambiguous. Secondly, we're almost to May. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You can't uh, – I mean, even if it's in August – I guess you could announce now for August, which is kind of what they did last year, right? They announced spring for August, September. But well, the first year that still. Cuervo and IMG, they didn't really announce till like May, but they did right. all their events at the very end of the year, and it was just three of them. So, right. I mean, you could do that as well. But obviously, the longer it gets in the year, the harder it is because not only like, okay, yeah, we found somebody to put up money and things like that to help out, but you need permits and all that other stuff too. I mean, that's, there's a lot that goes into time. it, of course. And the promotion that you just mentioned. Yeah. I, have you heard anything from Cuervo? Or no. From IMG, I mean? Nope. Because we've been on James. We've been trying to get James, and it's basically radio silence. The only thing I've heard is Manhattan. That one is That's for sure, all. because they're contracted to do it. Okay. But I don't even know the date. I don't that. know the date of that, though. Yeah. Really. Outside of that. Rumors Nothing. I hear is, you know, they're talking to people, working on things. Um, we'll see. All I can do is wait and see. Well, obviously, TV, probably an important... Part of that I heard recently uh, announced Fox Sports coming out with a new network. The Fox Sports One. They're actually taking speed channeling, turning yeah. it into Fox Sports One. Drink? Well, they're drink? no, they're incorporating it into like Fox Soccer, also going away. They're, okay. It's becoming a multinational sports channel. So. Yeah, they're going to keep NASCAR. They're going to keep Supercross coverage. They're going to keep drink. Another one, I forget, because I was talking to some of the speed channel guys about this and they're going to keep several of the large properties but a lot of the small stuff's going to go away you know what actually probably will say is the barrett jackson auction which i find amazing <laughs> that that draws don't even know what that viewers. is it's just a car auction like fancy cars they bring up and auction off oh on espn yeah it happens in no on speed but it happens in arizona but it is a pretty highly rated program it's on all the time if you scroll by speed channel you will find it at, like at least once a day auctioning off cars yep on tv yep but you can't buy them <laughs> It's just the people that are there buying it. Yep. So you're just watching other people buy cars on TV. Correct. Okay. And they have like some hot bid assistant chick who goes up and like caresses the, you know, fat shop guy who's buying his 18th, nice. you know, fancy car, and she's like, Oh yeah, come on, you want and to do it? Like, again? I hope. And she then, comes then, with then the car. she goes, 
Yep. And then she caresses him some more. Yep. You know. Sounds like I need to watch this. Sounds show. like Storage Wars. Uh, <laughs> I also want to congratulate Brit- Carrie and Misty. Yeah. On being Sportswomen of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, what was that? The Los Angeles Sports Council. Lots of applause this week. A lot of congratulations. We're giving here. In studio audience is just yeah. on fire today. With no applause sign either. Yeah. Spontaneous. Spontaneously erupting. Do you have some tunes? I saw. I love when we do the music corner. I'm going to enact a, a new. Uh, the DJ Rocher's music portion. corner? Yeah, just a little music corner because I'm always interested to know what's out there. Um, is there a Wu Tang announcement? The Wu Tang 20 year anniversary. Dirty Bird? Oh, DB. Did you say Dirty Bird? Is he not in jail? Stop talking. Dirty Bird is Jamal. Kevin, come on, Kevin. Yeah. Dirty Bird. What's the guy's name? Not Dirty Bird. ODB. I it was Dirty what Bird. is your cat doing? Old Dirty Bastard. What is your cat Old doing? Dirty what is your cat doing right now, Kevin? The ODB. I don't know. Throw it's it about to get on my lap. No, don't let it do it. <laughs> no, I know. Hey. Okay. The ODB, as you can see. Go on. Big Baby Jesus. Yeah. Wu-Tang Clan, 20-year anniversary of their first album is this, I think it's later in the year. Apparently, they're confirmed to do a uh, anniversary album, so they're going to get together and put out a new album this year, allegedly. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Look, when the Wu-Tang came out, I was a teenager, and I thought it was the greatest hip-hop album of all time, and how could there ever be another one after it, because how can you top it? Jay, Jay, the Dirty Bird is a great bar in Laguna. <laughs> he would be referring to... They serve Big Fat Jeremy's there, in case you want to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, what's, it's not called the Dirty Bird. That's the that's the local name, right, Jay? It's called the. It's right there on PCH in Laguna. You gotta go. Look, I wasn't going to play this today because I don't think all of our listeners are gonna like it. But now that you brought it up, I have to play it when we go to break. Well, there's a group called Watch. There's a group called Watch. Watch the Duck. The name of the song is called <laughs> Popping Off. That's what I'm about to play. Watch the Duck. Most of you aren't gonna like it. Available on it, iTunes. Give it a chance because I love it. Available on iTunes? It should be. Okay. Because I'm a DJ, I got it for free. Give it a chance. Yes, give it a chance. It's different. I'm actually curious to see what Jay thinks of it. So, Jay, good luck. All right, we're going to break. Watch the duck. Watch the duck as we go to break. College Volleyball Weekly coming up after you watch this duck.
We're done watching the duck. Watch the duck. Was the duck supposed to do something? You should look at the video for that. It's pretty funny. That would be funny. Speaking is of it videos, a duck? I'm enjoying the Harlem Shake videos. A duck. Oh, the Harlem Shake. That's right. I love that. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still into it as well. I've been watching different ones. Some motocross Drink. folks have done some. Durr. I like Drink. the airplane one, by the way. Which that is the, that the FAA is now not, investigating. Not pleased about. Shut up. <laughs> That's funny. That's, oh, th- there it could have been danger. And boy, if there was a marshal on board, I don't know if he would. Shut up! It's not a prison. First of all, shouldn't there have been a marshal on board? It's a prison. It's not a prison. You're not in a prison cell. All right. If I'm going to get up and go use the bathroom, I can. Shut your mouth. I don't have to ask, boss. I'm not like Red in Shawshank Redemption who can't take a piss without asking for permission. Okay. It's not the situation. Yes, but if you are like in the movie Flight, where he has to turn the plane upside down and you're not strapped in, you're done. Yeah, because that happens often. Spoiler alert. As much as we travel, it's not a spoiler alert. You see in the previous. Here's the reality. That plane starts going down. There ain't shit you can do. Oh, no doubt. If the plane crashes, just I I don't expect to live through it. And a matter of fact, I probably don't want to. No, you're done. The moment that plane starts hitting, you're done. The notion that this is somehow going to compromise safety just shows what a bunch of lamos the United States has become. Look, if you're throwing your weight around the plane, like if it's shifting from one side to the other, that's going to be an issue. Really? Yeah. Just like if I happen to leave my cell phone on, it's going to crash the freaking plane. Have you yeah. ever been on an airplane on the little two, like the two one rows where it's like 20 people on the plane and they tell the fat people to move to one side to balance it out? Have you ever yes. been on a plane like that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, but I was on a this plane. This is a jet. <laughs> this is a full-size jet. I was on a plane from, I think it was Indianapolis, which is 
probably my second home. So there were some heavy people on the plane. No, that's not what I was getting. What I was getting at is it was a full plane, right? Full load is what they call of, it. Of, it was a jumbo. Are we talking people. turboprop or jet? Yeah, jumbo. Not a jumbo, just a regular regular old plane. Okay. And they said that five people needed to get off because we were overweight. Yeah. Well, that's a luggage thing too. Like because the, the cargo is making yeah. more money than the than yeah, the people. Yeah. One hundred percent. That's why they charge you now because they're they're making extra space because they do cargo transport as well. So who walks down the aisle and goes, "Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, sir. You're one of the five people that has to get off." Now they say, "Will anybody volunteer to take another flight and take your luggage with you? We'll give you a voucher and perhaps put you up in a hotel over the night." I've and, been in that situation and where a they diet soda. Yeah. <laughs> where they make that offer, they say, "Hey, we need some people to come off." I, I from the back. How much? Oh yeah. You usually wait till the second or third offer because it gets better. Right. Yeah. I actually just used my six hundred dollar credit to take the wife to Atlanta off of a uh, Pac twelve thing where I checked out of my hotel in the morning, went to the match, went to the airport, went right back to my hotel. Nice. <laughs> checked right back in, and uh, and had another night. But that was six hundred bucks they offered me because they had people going from Salt Lake to L A to China, so they needed those seats. Just drooled all over my mic because Garthoff made a great point on the message board that I've been mic deprived for too long and I'm not afraid to use it today. Yeah, well, you've saved up. Oh, I've, I mean, you guys had a full on beach talk last week without me, which is just stupid. It was better. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's no, not. I know what you were going to say. It was cuter. I don't know if it was better. Um, At least you didn't grab my ass during the show. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> his feet do almost reach over here. Look at his feet. He's like almost on my microphone. Well, we were feet. having that discussion about. Nice looking shoes because Dustin has on a pair of shoes the name I can't remember. Creative Recreation. I actually own this. Which same are exact very pair. cool. These are actually the Creative Rec- Recreation model that was made for uh, Pencils of Promise, Goes which charity. is a charitable organization that provides school supplies for third world countries. Pencils? Oh, so they're adopting the Tom's model, I see. Mm, kind of. Yeah. But what's wrong with that? The new model. What's wrong with the one for one model? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's very popular right now. Tom's is the originator, and everyone else went, "Oh, I can do that." Except I'm gonna sell pencils. Yeah, and how dare all these kids benefit from it? I know. Damn. What a terrible idea. Jeez. <laughs> Bunch of losers. Go on. Whoa. I kind of like Creative Recreations website. There you go. Whoa. How you doing? Oh yeah. You don't see shoes in that photo. You see the half naked girl. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that suit with the belly button. Yeah. That's nice. But it might. I, the reason I'm going here is because I guarantee. Maybe you can find well, a suit with the Well, first of all, they have the, they're totally copying mid-'80s Michael Jordan's shoes. Every, look at everybody's shoes are the same now. Look, everybody. those are all – that's that's a mid-'80s Jordan yeah, with, with the Velcro and the yeah. color of the whole deal. Yeah, stop getting men. Okay, men's. Do they come in my size? I'm really glad that we're getting onto the sneaker train because I, this is something I can really <laughs> I'm, I'm, Yeah, if you come over to my house and all right. you saw Nicole's closet and Select you saw mine. your size. Oh, here's – look at that. They do have your size, Kevin. Look at that. Yeah. Just in case you're wondering, the uh, all-coral high top is not going to look good on your size boat shoe. <laughs> in case you're wondering. It you know doesn't look good in extra large. It doesn't look good in ski. <laughs> you know what's going to look awesome on me, though? Yes. I like, oh, look at this, the uh, La Cava Maroon Bone Orion. I am just going to point out that we are currently shopping while <laughs> yes, doing the Net Live right now. Thank I you apologize to-, to everybody listening to the show. That Kevin and uh, Dustin are shopping. Thank you to speaker. Dustin Aval for providing me with a casual shoe company that actually has my size. There you go. Anything I can do. Just trying to make things better. Although the Torino Orange looks like a women's shoe. Director of Awesome. Just yeah. going to put that out there to my uh, oh, wait. Hold on. potential employers. I make things better. Hold on. I have a problem, though. Well, that's clear. I'm looking at my size, and they have them listed, but it says currently unavailable for 90% of what's being shown. Ah, just special order. 
Awesome. That's fine. We're just losing chat room people by the second. I don't even care anymore. Well, we have four minutes until Jay and Sandy come and save the show, so everybody can just hold on for that. While I look at the Torino Orange. What were we talking about before you started talking about your uh, big boat shoes? Uh, you were getting all... I was getting good. mad at you about something. Oh, special price, $42 for the Cesario Low Black Kush. <laughs> He's really shopping right it's now. It's yellow. Yeah. I, I wear a pair of yellow shoes. Where do you get your sneakers? Jeremy? Undefeated and... Sporty LA, or do you? Yes, I like to get the uh, ones that not everybody else has. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of like my supers I have on right now. Yeah, those are nice supers. Sorry, everybody else can't see them. Yeah, they're nice. I like your uh, Barbados chucks also. Yeah, I roll that way. What do you think? Should I wear those? No. You can't pull that off. Yellow? Um, Can we talk about how I made ESPN this week? What do you mean, no? Yeah, let's talk about that. And you got mad at me because I, I wasn't branding well. well. I don't know how else I can brand well. I had a custom jersey on. For UCLA. My logo is on the front of my laptop and right here, as you can see. I can see it from so, here because I know what it is. Yeah, but I'm, if I'm watching ESPN, for those of you who aren't keeping up, we're back to talking about each other, not shoes anymore. But Jeremy, who I'm moonlights as shoes. the Poly Pavilion music director, was there for game day for 74 hours because... UCLA, that's how they treat him. And UCLA took down the University of Arizona Wildcats on Saturday evening, which was the ESPN game, which was an awesome game. Great game. And an upset, actually, since Arizona came out here and lost actually both to USC and UCLA on the road. And during the ESPN broadcast, there was a close-up of Jeremy Ruscha marinating on the ones and twos. And I was a little bit upset because it was a side view that – did you post it somewhere, Twitter? Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Instagram. So you can go check that out. But DJ Ruscha. I was upset that there was no branding for DJ Ruscha or Suicide Doors, and there was on your laptop. But I want like a big. I know, but how am I sign? supposed? How, I don't know. How could I have done that with the angle that they were shooting at? I don't know, but you think? I mean, it's a missed opportunity, don't you think? How many people saw that? You think? I don't know, but a uh, lot. First of all, millions. I, I was DJing, and my phone was in my back pocket, yeah. and I knew obviously the camera guy was next to me. Right. But it just my, my phone, like, I was like, my ass is vibrating right now, and it doesn't feel that comfortable. Yeah. Well, it was great. I just... Uh, I just don't know what else I could have done, Kim. I mean, uh, Dustin? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like breakdancing shoes. He's still shopping. <laughs> He's still shopping. You, like, you know, Turbo and Ozone wore these with their parachute pants. <laughs> it's a good thing we're here, because people don't tune in for Kevin, I'll tell you. I know. They're not upset. They're, they're a little upset with us today, I think. Look, uh, yes, I said my ass is vibrating right now. Look, just, we just, participate in a sport where things don't happen every week. Okay, we have to make news, or every year, or every year. Um, I I do know that some of the women's beach programs in the NC2A are going to be hiring some, making some hires, which is kind of exciting. There's a lot of Title IX money out there. Great. Is it weird <laughs> drink for sure? Is it weird that the in indoor, the beach, or as they like to refer to it, the sand, hasn't started yet. Uh, that's what I said a couple of weeks ago. I think it's really weird, but it's because they don't have many teams, so they're going to play. You know, it's a short schedule. Like I said before, I was ripped away. the The USC team I know has a grand opening alumni game slash day. So um, anybody in the LA area, I think it's I think it's free to to attend, um, and it's like an opening day type thing. On Thursday. So that's the first, to, to your point, that's the first thing. 
And then next week, there's a USC Florida State Loyola Marymount event at USC. And then th- this is how they kind of, from from what I've seen, it's it's like three or four schools. Is that how they do it usually? Yeah. The tournament with three or four schools. Yeah. And then there's the big one at the end of the year. There's two big ones, actually. There's one in Hermosa. Yep. And then there's one in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which is a, an interesting place, but I hear that they have a great facility. So it's cool. Green suede with blue laces. Stop it, Kevin. I got one pair of green, one pair of yellow. It's pretty nice. Are these guys here in L.A.? That I don't Probably. know. But I have about eight Seems pair. like an L.A. company. Maybe Orange County. About eight and they're reasonable. Issues. Yeah. I'm, this is my new favorite company. This is this has made my day. Talking a lot yeah. of mess when, I, I, when mute, we walk in. And then, then? and then he finds, actually looks at the site and realizes, oh, wait. These are awesome. You no, know, the only reason I was bitter is because normally I see cool-looking sneakers. And they don't make them in size and, 36. And I can't wear them. Now I find out they make cool-looking sneakers. I can wear them. This is like a revelation for me. Didn't we have that talk, though, that just because they're cool-looking shoes, that when they get to, like, size 14, doesn't necessarily mean they're cool anymore? Yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter because I'll just step on you with my size 14 non-cool-looking shoes. Really? That's shoes. where you went with it? Yeah. You're going to step on me and it yeah. makes you get cool? Bug. Do we have anybody to uh, <laughs> Let's bring in Jay. We only have one. Improve this. Well, where's the other guy? Who do we have? We have Jay. A14? That's that's Jay. Yeah, yeah. We need Sandy. What about these uh, low charcoal gray papaya? Did you let Sandy know that it was on Tuesday? I week? did. I emailed him yesterday. I texted him. <laughs> yesterday when he was supposed to be on, you're like, oh, yeah, I know you're supposed to be on right now, but it's actually not until tomorrow. Actually, it was before, but thanks to Jay for reminding me to remind them as I was waking up at the Four Seasons. <laughs> Jay reminded you to remind them that it was on Tuesday, not Monday. So I don't normally get to stay at the Four Seasons, but Pac-12, for some reason, I don't know if they thought we were doing men's basketball or what, I got to stay at the Four Seasons on Sunday. And I rolled in early Sunday, flying back from... Which one? Where were you? uh, Palo Alto. Yep. So I rolled in early from St. Louis. Left St. Louis, 6.30 a.m. flight, after working till midnight. And that was a little brutal. But I roll in, and I figure, okay, I slept a little bit. I want to get some ice here and, and move on, right? I didn't know. I went looking for ice. Took my little thing, went looking for ice. Ended up in the, the gym down the hall. And I said, hey, is there a place I can get some ice? They said, oh, well, well, we'll get it for you. And if you need it, you just need to call down and yeah, we'll bring don't the do ice anything to you. Yourself. I'm like, really? Yeah, come on. The Kevin. ice comes to me? Yeah, how come dare on. you leave your room, Kevin? Wow, new world. Cool. Yeah. Not, seasons. not used Four to that. Seasons. That's how they roll. Welcome. Not used to that. Welcome to luxury. I was looking for the ice machine behind the the pop machine somewhere on my floor. <laughs> you're yeah, you're bang, banging on other people's doors. Yeah. That's Excuse a mid, me. That's a Midwest thing, by the way. Is this pop. where the vending yeah, is? Yeah. That's why I use Where's pop. the vending machine? By the way, room service is one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, but I could live on room service yeah. not because the food is so good, but just the fact that I could wake up in the morning, stick my arm over to where the clock is, call and say, "Bring me this." <laughs> And they say, we'll be there in 30 minutes, and I hang up, and I go back to sleep, and I wake up from hearing this. And I say, come in. And they say, here are your pancakes or waffles with your whipped cream and strawberry, whatever else I want on it. And I eat right there while I'm watching Sports Center. This is why I wish I had a later flight yesterday. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Next time. Of course, when you get the bill for said pancakes and it's $85, eh. Well, uh, don't eh. You, you don't have per diem? It's not covering the four seasons. Well, you need to get a new... Uh... I did go to my usual haunt, though. Life Kitchen. L-Y-F-E. In Palo Alto. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Live it. Life. Is that where you got the recipe for our smoothies this morning? That's a home home done one. That was a new one. You it sent was me good. a request. Mine was good. It's not what I expected. It's not what I... When I came up with it, it's not what I... 
envisioned. I just like the fact that you emailed this morning and told Kevin that you're not showing up unless he makes you a smoothie. And then I asked for one as well. And Kevin's response was, okay, which was shocking to me. I thought it would be a little bit uh, more harsh. I appreciate it. You must have been in a good mood. Yeah. Not, he's not anymore, though. No, he's not. Well, he is because he found new shoes they like. I'm in a great mood now. Yeah. I'm trying to text Sondheimer so you guys can carry the show. Garthoff says there's a life in Culver City now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a, that's a happening, happening block. It's a good deal. I like Life Kitchen. Visit it here in L- and check it out. Health? All organic stuff. You know, gluten-free, this free, that free. Banana, kale, smoothie. I always have that post picture of it usually. Do you taste the kale? No, Only really. like a little of that kind of a, a, a bitterness not over, on it. It's not overpowered. No. Okay. No, I like that. Then the, I'll try it. I really like the banana kale smoothie. I'll try it. Also like the barbecue chicken flatbread with the flaxseed underneath it. Oh, so good. Are we sponsored by them? We should be. And then uh, the beet. I had the beet salad for the first time. Beet with... Uh, Can't beat it. Um, what's the what's the root? <laughs> what's the root they always put in stuff? Fennel. Quinoa? No, fennel. Beet and fennel salad. Do it up. I like when you travel and you crush like Smoothie King or somebody on Twitter. Yeah, that like, was funny. I, I hate you. Why do you even exist? You are just a waste of space. It's basically what you're saying to Smoothie King. My my favorite suggestion, I think it was Todd Goronsky said, why don't you buy one and then take a couple steps out and whip it back into the store? <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel good. I would love to just the bit. I thought he meant you image. to buy a Smoothie King. Yeah, so did I at first. <laughs> No, buy one and then shut it down. <laughs> Take a sip and then just absolutely wing it back into the kitchen. Just right back over the counter. I mean, I, that's what should be done because Smoothie King sucks. That's In capital letters with exclamation point, sucks. Why do I keep doing I don't know. You're not used to the mic. Apparently. There is nothing. Listen, you're a yogurt shop. All right. McDonald's serves salad that does not make it a salad bar place. And coffee. First of all. And coffee why, doesn't make it a coffee shop. Why are you getting a salad? If you're going to McDonald's, why are you getting a salad? That's my point. This is a Just yogurt get the burger shop. and fries. That's his point. Just this do is it. A, this is a yogurt shop that also has a blender. <laughs> yeah, so all it is is basically sugar that they're blending up with some fruit seasoning. More sugar. Yeah. And then more sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go, oh, would you like whey on that? And they put a scoop of whey that's less than a half a teaspoon. And, oh, here you go. The, oh, thanks. The I'm buff now. You Getting your Smoothie King, turning around, taking a sip, and then turning back around. And as you're turning around in slow motion, just absolutely heaving it at what the 12-year-old <laughs> girl that made your smoothie, and it's smashing her in the face. They, no, she's I, got acne. She's, like, sad about life. And she, <laughs> and she just gets a full Smoothie King in the face. Do we need I did to bring not, Jay in at Yeah, let's point? bring Jay in. I did not envision throwing it at the 12-year-old girl. I envisioned throwing <laughs> Throwing it at their menu, like disrespecting their menu. Because I'm not angry with the girl. I'm angry with the player. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just thinking like she gets in the way of yeah. it as she's going back to does make, it make her it, next smoothie. Does it make it better or worse if he takes a sip first or not? No, and that's, that, no he has to take no. a sip and go, this is... And then just make absolutely... Like, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> and then just turn around and huck it. And in uh, one motion, too, by the way, as he's sipping yeah. it and he has the yeah. look of disgust on his face. Like he knew it was going back at you the whole time. Yeah. yeah. No, that was my favorite suggestion. Made me laugh out loud when I That's really read funny. that one. I thought he was suggesting that you buy a Smoothie King and then like burn it to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That's also a good idea. And collect the insurance money. If I was, it's somebody... been open for twenty four hours. I don't know what happened. Faulty wiring, I guess. Seriously, someone should buy the place and completely shut it down. Like buy the franchise, the whole thing. Well, here's the thing, Kevin. You know that it sucks, so don't go there anymore. The problem is when I'm in airports where I want a smoothie. Don't do it. You're going to be disappointed. And Smoothie King's the only thing there, like Colorado Springs. 
don't do it. Smoothie King. That's where I tried it, and I seriously had a stomach ache. I almost barfed. It. I just gotta hate it. Chicago Jamba Juice, great. Dallas Fort Worth actually has both. Yep. I was a little panicked because I saw Smoothie King and I, I didn't know how panic. far I was from the Jamba Juice. <laughs> so Dallas Fort Worth has Jamba Juice. Uh, actually, credit to my friend Matt Keniston who brought me Jamba Juice to the Stanford match on Sunday. Saved my life with that. That's great. Jamba Juice, you're awesome. There's Smoothie a Jamba King, Juice you blow. inside Pauly Pavilion. I, just I love that. the new Pauly. At the end of the season, I found out the last game, I was bitter I didn't know that. Bring in Jay Hasek because I don't know where Mike Sondheimer is located. In association with an association, the American Volleyball Coaches, we are proud to present one was Coaches Corner this yeah, night. Yeah. College Volleyball Weekly. A look at what was and a preview of what will be in the world of college volleyball. Today we do it with and just of course, one man. How it should be. He may have to carry it all by himself, but maybe I'll interject here or there. Yeah, because we're all checking out. Welcome in Jay Hosick. Hold on, it's almost there, almost there. Jay? Uh, can you hear that? That is me stirring my latte while I read a, a Cosmo magazine ordering shoes online while my man Betty. <laughs> Jeez Louise, guys, what is going on over there? <laughs> Turn Jay up a little bit. I can barely hear him. Well, he needs to speak into the mic. Jay, are you on speaker right now? Yeah, yeah, hold on a second. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. Don't blame me. Yeah, because yeah, you Manny Petty. Don't get, get off of creative shoes or whatever that t- I mean, whatever it's Manny called. Petty. I'm sorry. I wanted to, wanted to keep my hands free, but now apparently <laughs> I can only do one hand at a time because i got to have the other one up in the ear. Get off of creative recreation. <laughs> That's cr8recreation.com or rec.com. <laughs> get off yeah, of there. You guys have really jumped the shark this day. I wish I was in the <laughs> studio. I'd love to join in with you. <laughs> jump the shark. I love that. The reference to the Happy Days episode where yeah. Fonzie jumped the shark. Although the episode, the place really didn't go down until a couple of years later. But how how awesome is it that Fonzie was riding his water skis with his leather jacket on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wonder. Did he come right off the dock? Uh, he wasn't doing a deep water start, was he? With that, I, I don't remember the episode exactly. But there's no way he did a deep water start in a, in a leather jacket. I can't imagine. You know, knowing how cool he is, he probably jumped his bike. It landed in the sand straight up and down just sitting there, and he landed on his skis and took off. Like, that's probably how cool it was. I love it. Well, is the world of college volleyball even remotely as cool as jumping the shark uh, with Fonz? I mean, we were having this discussion earlier, Jay. I know you were were privy to it. UC Irvine, BYU, and do you put Long Beach in there? Uh, I, I definitely put Long Beach in there. Long Beach is really hot right now. Um, you know, BYU, uh, you come down to Irvine, you, you're playing in the Brennan Center, you're down 2-0. Boy, I'll tell you, and Taylor Sander hits negative. There's no business for BYU to be winning that match. I, I don't understand how UC Irvine did not pull that out. I tried to watch the, the live stream, and unfortunately it, it kept coming in and out. It was a little bit of an annoying you know, situation, but kudos for BYU for pulling it out, but yeah, Irvine, that was that was a little bit of a stinger. How about Harvard breaking into the top 15 and then pronouncedly losing to George Mason and Princeton the next weekend? That's a big loss, too. Yeah, they, they did break in and then sort of took a poop. That's kind of how things have gone with men's volleyball this year. You You make a big move or you are number one, and then all of a sudden you forget how to play. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like how Pepperdine went out to Hawaii and loses two straight to Hawaii, and then Hawaii this weekend goes out and loses both to Northridge. So there's lots of parity. Everybody's beating everybody, and that's kind of how we want it. You know, we want, 
We want people to feel they have a chance as long as possible so that everybody plays hard throughout the whole season. It's no fun when you know you got no shot and you're just kind of going through the motions. So, you know, it's fun to watch right now. That's good stuff. Vinny Lopes had a, a good review of the five things to take away from the weekend. I read through that. One of those things was Harvard losing. Uh, another thing was that Patch, Ben Patch, uh, set the rally score era single match record with 35 kills during that UC Irvine match. So you mentioned Taylor Sander not playing well, but all of a sudden, who the heck is Ben Patch? <laughs> ben Patch, you know, he played for us on the junior national team this last summer in the North Sekas. And uh, really nice young man, good player. Um, and, uh, you know, we're excited for this summer for the world. And unfortunately, I think he's taken his Mormon mission this summer. So we may not even get him to play on that team, which is a, is a, is a little bit of a sting. We would love to have him there. So if anybody's listening, convince that kid to not go this year. And I'm sure his team is not happy he's leaving next year because that's Taylor Sanders' senior season. So uh, a little bit of a quandary there. But, uh, yeah, the Benny Lopes, you know, bringing up some good ideas and some good thoughts on his webpage. Everybody should check that guy's page out. Off the block, does a really nice job. Cam Kerr, I don't know if you guys uh, watched this stuff or not. The CIS championships just happened up in Canada. And Laval, uh, who came down to play us in the fall time, uh, ended up winning the whole CIS championship for the men's up there, which is awesome. Pascal Clement is the head coach up there. Real nice guy, class act and a good team to boot. So congratulations to them. And UBC, the Thunderbirds from British Columbia, winning the women's championship up there. That's awesome stuff, too. So, um, yeah, you know, Cam Kerr doing some work up there like you guys do, but for the Canadians. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, off the block is uh, a really nice resource. Anybody there? Nobody can hear me. Everybody can hear me. Somebody in the chat room speak up. We can hear you, Jay. But, Sorry. I had oh, Kevin. there you are. I had oh, Kevin. you muted I had me. You muted Why'd you mute me? We were fixing did, the headphones, so I didn't want it to oh. interrupt. Sorry, Jay. Okay. Did you mute? That's okay. Did you mute him because he was talking about what shoe size he wanted to order? Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, isn't it? No, I was actually on task right here because Lewis pounded Ohio State. That was number two in Vinny's five things he learned from the weekend. And that was a battle of unbeaten Miva opponents. Uh, it was. It was definitely was. the better team, or was it kind of a fluky night? I think it was a little bit of both. Lewis is a very good team. They've got a season setter in the, in the Bulldog kid. Uh, they've got a couple of kids that seem to be really stepping up as of late. They've got a, a young California kid named uh, – oh, shoot, now, of course, I want to remember his name, and I forget it. Um, Jeff Powell? Jeff Powell, thank you very much. Jeff Powell, about 6'3", a little outside hitter. Man, is he fly, and he has uh, a real good eye for the court. Real nice little player. He's stepping up big for them. And, you know, I think Ohio State – probably went into this match thinking that it was going to be a dog fight. And then when Lewis kind of handed them their lunch a little bit in the first game, I think they kind of, I think they kind of whimpered down a little bit and maybe didn't pull it out the way they should have. But I think they see him one more time this year. I'm not sure about that. I haven't looked at their schedules, but uh, you can rest assured it's going to be a battle. Ohio State's pretty good. When Lutz, their opposite is on, they're pretty good. If he's not having a great night, I'm not so sure that the rest of the team can pick up the slack and they shrink that court. So, We'll see how uh, we'll see how they progress the rest of the year. But I think the team in Amoeba that seems to be on the downward trend is Loyola. And I'm not sure why they haven't been able to pick it up as a recent. They're going to make it to the playoffs in that conference. But I'm not so sure that this is the year for them. They're, they seem to be faltering a little bit here and there, up one match, down the next. And, uh, and so I'm not so sure that Sheen's, uh, Sheen's group out there has, has got what it takes this year. I think Lewis and – Ohio State right now are the tops of those of that of that uh, conference. 
How about the Conference Carolinas? Do they get their automatic bid this year, or does it start next year? Because Mount Olive is, as of yet, undefeated in uh, Conference Carolina play. And they yep. got Lee's McRae, which I still think is a person, not a team. Uh, but well, it is, a, it is a person, actually. The school's named after him. They managed to beat one person uh, against their whole team. That was impressive, <laughs> although that one person did take the first set. Is that, uh, is that a team we're going to see in the Final Four this year, or does that start next year? No, no. You won't see them in the Final Four this year. This is the last year of their uh, pro, uh, the pro- provisionary season. Next year is when... Uh, there will be, right now, it seems most likely there's going to be a playoff game to get that final four spot. And so, um, right now, the, the way it looks, the talk is that the conference with the lowest RPI is going to be the conference that, that their AQ will have to play the conference Carolinas team. Now, you know, everybody's biased and has their own opinions. The MPSS, of course, is going to say, well, why should they have to play in and have the, the at-large spot play in? The MEV is going to say, why should we do it? And the EIBA is going to say the same thing. The challenge I face or the challenge I see is how do you, uh, how do you hamper uh, a whole conference that maybe does not have the money to travel like some of the bigger teams in your conference? And, B, how do you give preferential treatment to a conference that never leaves and travels outside of his conference. So I think there's some, some ironing out of the, of the details that needs to be happening here. But uh, for the most part, next year, it looks like one team from the Conference Carolinas will get a chance to play somebody else, either from the MPSF, the MEVA, or the EIBA, to get a shot at going to the Final Four. And to be honest with you, no matter who it is, it's good to have another conference get a shot. And somebody on the chat board mentioned earlier you know, that maybe some teams from the MPSF should break off and create their own their own conference. And I and I couldn't agree more. There needs to be more opportunities for teams to get that bid. We've got to look at the NCAA and say, look, we've got to force this six to eight team expansion. We can't just hope and pray that the NCAA is going to do it. They're not going to. We Jay, have to force it to happen. I'll tell you I'll tell you why you do it, why you give preference to the MPSF, because the top seven teams in the nation all play in that conference. Well, but the top seven teams in that conference don't travel outside of their conference. If you look at those but teams why over the of the years, well, because it, because it shows what teams from the Midwest and the East Coast have to go through when they travel that far of a distance. It's a little bit tougher to have to play. So whenever we or Ohio State or Lewis go out west and play with those teams and we lose, everybody says the same thing. Oh, well, um, you know, they, they aren't as good as the teams out west. Therefore, they'll be ranked lower and they don't deserve as much. But yet, I remember teams over the past few years that traveled out this way that didn't have great success either. And then when they lose, everybody says, "Oh well, they just weren't playing well that night. They're still a better team." And you see, it doesn't. You can't have it both ways. So somebody. Well, I agree with you there. I'll agree with well, you there. You can't have it both ways. But at the same time, in the women's game, you don't see Nebraska traveling to play Lipscomb. Lipscomb has to travel to play Nebraska. That's just the way that it works out with the the powers that be right now. And, Teams, uh, I mean, I'm all for teams coming out to play you or play Ohio State or play, uh, you know, maybe a Loyola a couple of years ago or or Lewis or somebody like that. But there's, like you're saying, there's not a lot of incentive in it for them to come and travel and have their kids travel that far and have travel plans get messed up. People getting in at three in the morning to have to play a match the next day. Uh, that's always well, tough with the weather and stuff. I've heard about that happening. Uh, well, but, listen, I, I, I would agree with you that I, I think at the moment, I don't think you're going to see UCLA or USC fly out to the Conference Carolinas to play now and all of Belize McRae. 
However, uh, it would be nice to see some of those teams be able to travel out and play at Ohio State and then have some other teams come in and play like we've done the past few years. Tournament we've had spot. a couple of years yeah. now where two teams from the MPSF will fly out to Ohio State and we'll go out there and we'll get a four-team round robin going. And then there's the uh, two more teams that will come out to our place and Ohio State will come in. And we'd love to do that with more schools, but the MPSF scheduling right now is such that it won't allow for that. They've got 24 contact dates right off the top done. You've only right. got four open dates. If you go to the Elephant Bar, that's two more dates. Now you've only got two open dates left. And I don't know about you, but with financial budgets being the way they are right now, I doubt very highly that an AD is going to look at somebody and go, sure, travel across country for those last two dates when right. they can have somebody right. who already wants to come out there already have them a home match for two days. It makes sense. I understand it. I'm not mad at anybody. But the challenge is, is that we've got to be able to expand and open up these contact dates. And I think the only way that we can do it right now especially with the MPSF being the, the largest conference out there, is we've either A, got to split it into two, or B, we've got to come up with some kind of creative scheduling that allows for some kind of um, some kind of a round robin where maybe not everybody plays a home and home with everybody every year. Who knows what it's going to take, but that will be right. some chances. Good points. Give me next week. Who are you watching? All right, next week. Let me see here. I've got Lewis playing at George Mason, and I've got Lewis playing at Princeton. Now, George Mason and Princeton are not in the top 15, but they are teamed, uh, teams that should be reckoned with. So I'd like to see how Lewis responds after this good weekend to see what they do against those two. We are playing at Ball State and IPFW. That should be a good match. I want to see what UCI and Long Beach does because Long Beach, again, hot team right now, number two in the country. UCI, I think right now, is number three. Uh, and that's the Black and Blue series, and that's a really good uh, series to watch, so I'm going to watch that. And then the last one I'm going to watch, two lower teams, but both fighting for a spot, and that's USC at Hawaii. I want to see which one of those two teams is kind of going to come away from this weekend with a little bit of a leg up, because they're both right now fighting for that eighth spot in the uh, MPSF playoffs. All right, thanks, Jay. I'll tell you what, one of the things I continue to be impressed by in the men's game is just the level of the whole thing. I think it's getting better the way the guys play the game, even in a match where maybe the hitters aren't the greatest. The overall game play and game flow, guys playing defense, making the right move, making the right reads, shows me that the game is uh, progressing rapidly, and that's good to see. I would agree. I would agree. Thanks very much, Jay. Much appreciated. All right, boys. Have a good one. Back to your uh, shoe shopping. Bye. Yes. Finally. Right back, because we're going to talk beach, so I'm out of here. I think we have our next guest. And, and Dustin, I mean, if you're going to be the director of awesomeness, you have to be able to pull these intros. Oh, okay. It's a long intro for this young lady, but it's because she has so many accolades in the world of volleyball. In 1999, she was the National Player of the Year at Newport Harbor High School for the great Danny Glenn, second greatest high school in Volleyball history. She went to USC where she was a three-time All-American, won back-to-back national championships, and went out to the beach to make a little money. She was the AVP's Rookie of the Year. She was the AVP's Most Improved Player of the Year. She was the FIVB Top Rookie, the Best Server twice, the Best Offensive Player, the Best Hitter on the FIVB twice. She's the reigning NVL Best of the Beach, and most importantly, she went out and won a silver medal for your United States of America. Say hello to Amy's sister and Brad's wife, April Roth. <laughs> I think that's the best intro I've ever gotten. 
And that says a lot, too. With You had Geeter announce you a lot. But there was a personal touch, wasn't there? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, April. How's it going? Hi. Good. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> yeah, a little good. tired. Just walked off the beach. What are you doing these days? Training? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still playing. The radio show? Still, uh, huh? Go ahead. Kevin's interrupting. Oh. No, we're training full-time right now. So we trained this morning, and and now I'm just waiting for weights this afternoon. Fun stuff. April, Kevin here. Uh, what are you training for? How has your schedule laid out for this season with, uh, as we've talked about many times in this show, things kind of up in the air domestically? Yeah. Uh, well, we're still waiting for uh, the domestic, well, the AVP schedule. Um, I think that's going to determine how much we can play internationally and how much we get to be home. Um, so that hasn't come out yet, but we have a bunch internationally that we're training for right now. Our first one is in China at the end of April. Um, I think we have two back to back in China, which is not our favorite place to go right, right off the bat, but, um, we'll take it. You know, any volleyball tournament, beach volleyball tournament right now is a good beach volleyball tournament. So that's what we're training for currently. April, you've played on quite a few of the tours out there. How can you compare and contrast the differences, and and what do you see, if if any, as one that's kind of um, winning out, I guess I could say, around the domestic ones, and then also adding in the FIVB too. That's a that's a tough question, but um, you know, obviously, I think the FIVB has maintained the highest level of professionalism over the longest amount of time, um, and. I think the majority of the players feel like that's, you know, the the tour you can definitely count on. Um, there's been some issues this year with uh, Ari Grasso taking over um, and rule changes and stuff like that, but the players are, are pretty unified and we're, we're fighting back against that. Um, and then I think domestically we have the, you know, the AVP, which has normally been the solid tour domestically. There's the NVL, um, and then IMG runs the tour that used to be Jose Cuervo. And they all have their, you know, little niche and um, and do the best with that. And, and when the AVP folded in 2010, you know, I kind of thought having three different tours compete and um, push each other to be the, you know, someone wants to, to take over and be the best, I thought that would be good for, for domestic beach volleyball. Um I think I was wrong. <laughs> I think it kind of kept all three of them down a little bit. Um, and, you know, the NBL is kind of like the fun. What happened there, Jeremy? I don't know. Did you hang up on her? I did not. It's a blog talk radio thing. Oh, darn it. We're, sorry. Oh, Are you back? You're, you're back. back. You're back. I'm back. Where did I leave off? Uh, the NBL. Okay, yeah, NBL is, you know, fun party tour, and it's great to play on um, for for that reason. There's not, you know, the greatest prize money. Uh, the conditions aren't the best. Um, it's good for, you know, up-and-coming developmental players to get out there and, and compete. Um, I think, and I didn't play too much of the IMG, so I can't really weigh in on that, but the, I, I just, you can, you can feel the the real sentiment behind the players, everybody wants the AVP to come back solid and strong. And 
we are counting on these new guys who own it to to do a good job. And um, I, I think if we can get the AVP up and running again, that's that's the best chance beach volleyball has of thriving in the United States. Why the preference for the AVP? They're just they they you know whether management has been done right in the past or not. They run the best tournaments. You know, they, they have the best structure. They've, they attract the best sponsors. It's just they, they have that their, – their name is rooted in beach volleyball culture in America. And people, when they hear AVP, you know, it's just the brand. I think they have a bigger pool. And it's – I don't know, it's, it's, it's established, and they play with the Wilson ball. There's – and, they, and people hear the AVP and they come out to watch. So everyone wants to play in front of a packed stadium on Sunday in Manhattan Beach, and um, they just they have the best tournaments. You mentioned the issues with the FIVB and the players, and players unifying against some particular changes. What are some of those changes and some of the issues that you guys are addressing with the new regime of Ari Grassa? Um, well, to the FIV's credit, they have changed a couple things already. It, they were trying to put in place um, a, a different kind of country quota where we would have to meet our own country if um, more than one team got to the, sem- the quarterfinals. So if there were two Americans in the quarterfinals, regardless of what bracket you were going to be in, they, had to, they were going to put us together to play each other. So only one advanced to the semifinals. And then the same thing in the semifinals. So that was a big issue. They changed that. That's gone away. Right, this was um, and a single country from dominating a final, having Brazil versus Brazil or United States versus the United States in the final. Exactly. That was to prevent that from happening. Um, but it's just, it's our career. You know, you can't, it's it's our right to work that they're messing with. And it just wasn't fair. And, they, and to their credit, they changed that. Um, and then right now, there, I think there's a couple players that actually flew to Switzerland. There's like six players that flew to Switzerland to have meetings um, about a bunch of different stuff. There's, there's, It's pretty technical, but like a a point system where if you can't play in a tournament, for whatever reason, you're injured, you can't get into the tournament because you don't have enough points, you automatically... I think pregnancy is a little different. It's still not great. They have a different issue with pregnancy points, but you lose twenty percent of your points if you can't play. So yeah. say you're say you're injured, you, you, your incentive is to enter into a tournament, stand on the court, and forfeit, so that you don't lose twenty percent of your points. You're not going to get very. You're still going to make a couple points, but you're not going to lose twenty percent of your points. And like for my husband Brad, he's currently I think the fifth team in points internationally for the U.S. and only four te- There's no country quota. Uh, the qualifier is sketchy. I think only four teams can get in, so he can't get in. He has to sit out until there's an open spot. He's going to lose. If he has to sit out the first five tournaments, he's going to lose all his points, and a lot of people are in that position. So I think that that's those are the main things they're trying to change right now. April, a lot of questions are coming up uh, via the chat board and, and that I've heard recently kind of asking about the status of your partner situation. Um <laughs> Since you know it was it was very public um, back in the summer when Jen sort of announced that she wasn't sure about 
Rio and all that. So where are you in terms of uh, your partnership for, for this year or, or in general? Um, <clears throat> this year, I Jen and I are going to play. Um, she does want to start a family, which is totally understandable. Um, I want to go for Rio and then start a family. Um but it, it, and that's kind of up in the air. She doesn't know if it's going to be easy or if it's going to be hard. So we're going to play strong, you know, through through the majority of the summer, and then I think she's going to start trying to have a family. And whenever that kind of phases out, um, I think, you know, Carrie and I are are looking to, to try it out and see how it goes after that. So um, that's, that's, that's kind of my plan for this year. What a... Uh... What are your goals for this year as a team? Uh, well, we would love to go out with um, a world championship title. That's this year in Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be tough. But, you know, it, it's different. The, the, the tours are different. The year after the Olympics, people change partners. Some people retire. Um, I think we're just really looking to capitalize on maybe – a little bit of a downswing on the competitive level. I, I, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe it's going to be even higher than it was last year, but, but typically it's the level is a lot higher in an Olympic year and the year before the Olympic year. So we just want to go in and take advantage and use our experience and our chemistry and our relationship that we've developed over seven years to hopefully win a bunch of tournaments this year. We've got April Ross, silver medalist in beach volleyball here in the net live. Jeremy has a question for you, I think. April, I follow you on Twitter, as a lot of your fans do. Um, I actually I actually forgot I was supposed to call in until I saw your post on Twitter, and I was like, <laughs> oh, i got to call in. You know, so I, do, you. <laughs> I do things like that on purpose just to remind people a little bit. Just <laughs> um, but I've noticed lately, like, you and Jen have been going to a lot of schools and talking about your silver medals and things like that and giving back to the community. Is that something that you guys have really focused on since coming back from the Olympics last year, or was that almost like a requirement by the Olympic Committee? No, not a requirement or anything. And Jen and and I have always, you know, talked about we want to give back, we want to do this. Uh, We always had these grand ideas, but no really way to do it or no one who even wanted us to necessarily do it until – until our exposure in the Olympics. And then it was like people are asking us from all over the place, you know, to do this and come to this school and and show up at this conference and talk about our experiences and, you know, health and fitness. And we were just like, yes, 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 of course. We wanted to do this for so long, but it wasn't until the Olympics that we actually got to give back. It's, It's so weird that we had always wanted to do it, but you still have to have a a way to do it. Um, so it's opened up a lot of doors for us in that regard, for sure. Yeah, um, this is Dustin April. And just to echo what, what Jeremy was saying, I've noticed that there are quite a few. I mean, here's the here's an avenue, I guess, that you can mention some of those, right? There's you, your uniforms in the Olympics uh, had a little bit of, of the charitable donation with them. You have the Kids Play event coming up. Um, what else is out there that, that you guys are doing? And, and maybe you can talk about those couple that I just mentioned, too. Um, yeah, we have a, through our sponsor 4.4, they, um, I think because we meddled, they put more money into, um, 
what we're trying to do in Thailand with um, it's like Village of Orphans and um, the, it, we've we've had a tournament in Thailand for eight years now. I think we've gone every year, and this we met a bunch of girls who play uh, beach volleyball, but they were orphaned in the tsunami, and they have, now they live in this village. And we kind of went in and, and uh, checked it out, and they don't really have like a place to play sports necessarily, and it's muddy and rainy, you know, more than half the year, and they can't they can't be out there playing. So we're trying to like get them a little you know, volleyball court with some turf and, and a drainage system so they can play year-round and, and also do a soccer court next to that, a, a soccer field next to that. So that's kind of where a lot of our effort is going. Um, kids play international, like you said. They're doing cocktails for a cause April 17th in Manhattan Beach, and they're going to have, like, a, it's going to be a really cool event. They're going to have, uh, like, a red carpet, free appetizers and wine and stuff, and it's it's all for... Uh, this organization that I work with. Right now they're in Rwanda. They go into societies affected by genocide and kind of take care of the kids and the girls there that don't have parents because of the genocide and and focus on giving them an education. And and I think $40 gives a kid an education for an entire year. So uh, working with them, and they're going to move move their, their efforts to Cambodia in October, so I'm going to try and go over there with them to do that. Um, what else are we doing? We're just, you know, right now, every, a lot of people want us to come visit schools and talk to their kids, but we're keeping it kind of like doing it for friends and family right now and, and maybe get brought in that as, the, as we get more time, if that ever happens, which I doubt. <laughs> well, I know everybody's happy that you're giving back. Have some kids, you'll have no time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, it's it's awesome, and I mean, it's maybe it sounds like you know, it it gives us joy to do it too, you know. So it's just it's fun, and I feel super blessed to be able to to do that. After winning the silver medal, I'm sure you knew your life would change a little bit. But has it changed in a way that surprised you? Is there anything that's different now that you didn't necessarily expect would happen after winning the silver? Um, just the the people like. They consider me a celebrity. Not the people I know, but, but you know, people who follow volleyball and, and young girls in the sport, they they consider me a celebrity, which I don't consider myself a celebrity at all. Um, and people kind of, they, they treat you different when you meet them, and they're so, like, in awe and stuff. And obviously that's completely different than before. And it's hard. I don't think I would ever get used to it. And I'm kind of like oh, you guys. Like I'm just just a volleyball player trying to do the best I can. Uh, don't think of me any differently. But I think that's the biggest difference. And difference. And I'm you know doing my normal stuff around town, and people recognize me and and uh, you know come up to me. And I feel bad. A lot of people from my past have kind of come out to say to say congrats and stuff. And I'm like. Ah, tell me your name again. Sorry. Well, at least Brad should yeah. treat you as a celebrity. I mean, Brad has to treat you like a queen, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's his job. It is, but that hasn't changed. He's always done that. <laughs> and so, are we ever going to see an April Keenan or maybe a uh, Brad Ross? No, really, like Kevin. <laughs> um, maybe, but. I don't know. I just I just feel like, you know, I I've worked so hard under April Ross in the volleyball world 
that to change that now is is almost like misleading. I don't know. I'll probably stick with April Ross as a volleyball player, and then once we have a family, maybe I'll change it to April Keenan. We'll see. April Ross Keenan. We'll say that for now. Oh, there you go. There you go. It does get confusing with the kids. My mom changed her name back, and she was always explaining, no, I'm actually his mother. It's a lot on the nameplate, though, April Ross Keenan. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's a lot for the... We're thinking about naming our firstborn... Ross is a first name, Keenan is a middle name, and then hyphenating his last name to Ross Keenan. <laughs> Ross Keenan, Ross wow. Keenan, coming soon. Yeah. I'm on court near you. April, you're uh, pretty active on, on Twitter under at April Ross Beach. I always wonder, um, you know, you hear a lot about the the professional basketball players and baseball players kind of being quieted via this social media. You're very active on social media. Has there ever been any sort of of your of your team management or anybody giving you advice on what to say or what not to say, or is it just whatever you want and you put it out there? Yeah, it's just, for me, it's trial and error. I just put whatever I think out there, and I've learned that there's stuff that's too sensitive to be for me to put on Twitter. You know, I, I, I thought about uh, starting another Twitter ac- account where I could really speak my mind because I don't know why I, I have the desire to do that to people I don't know anyways, but um, <laughs> I, I don't have another Twitter account. It's just my April Ross Beach one. And, um, yeah, I, I I have tweeted some things where I got some really negative feedback and a lot of people unfollowed me in the past. And so Whoa. I learned my lesson that way. Um, but I What's do for the most part. What huh? sort of issues do you think you need to shy away from with the political topics? Political topics, for sure. Okay. And, and it's hard for me because I have a lot of opinions in the political realm that I like to share with people. But I think it's a good rule of thumb anyways not to to, to kind of take a neutral avenue on that. Politics. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to yeah. talk about political views at the next speech. <laughs> which knows when. <laughs> we'll keep it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I love social media. I think it's so fun, and um, it, it just happens that it's a good, a good area, you know, for sponsors and stuff too, because they want you to be active and and take advantage of that too. But I just, I just enjoy it. Hey, April. Before we let you go, I want to touch back on the FIVB issues, and you mentioned there are meetings going on, and there's some athletes sent over there. Who are the athletes that are representing the the athletes themselves? I guess who are the representatives from the athlete group that are banding together. I think it's, first of all, good to see that that's happening, that players are not unionizing, but at least having a more cohesive representation. How did those individuals get selected to go over and meet with the FIVB? Um, we have a, we have a forum among as many international athletes as we can, as we can contact. So we actually had a vote um, via that forum. And Lauren Fendrick has been acting as our player representative um, since, kind of like since the Olympics, and she's doing an awesome job. She's a lawyer. Huh? We call her the gavel or the litigator. Yeah, she she's so good. She's on it, and I am so – she's one of the ones going. She was the first one elected, so she's going, um, and I feel super confident about that. Um, Carrie Walsh really wanted to go, but she can't because she's pregnant. She wanted to Skype in, and they said no. So I really think they're happy she's not going. Um, it's lucky for them, but so she wasn't able to go. Um, there's someone from the Netherlands going, a, a female player from the Netherlands going, and a female player from Greece is going, who's played for a long time, and both of them are very outspoken and 
and stubborn, so that's good. Um, on the men's side, Todd, Todd Rogers is going, um, so he's great at fighting those battles for us. And Pedro uh, Salgado Solberg, do you guys know him? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so he's going. And um, a guy from Sweden is going, who's okay. very outspoken. So I, I think I think it's a great group, and uh, I mean we need them to go in and do battle for us, and I think they will. April, before we let you go, I've seen that you are starting to do private lessons on the beach with people, and we've gotten a lot of stuff on our Facebook page asking how people can get involved. How can they reach you to get some private lessons from uh, from an Olympic silver medalist? Wow, thank you guys. Um, it's I think the best way to contact me initially is through Facebook, either my um, professional page, which it's facebook.com backslash April Ross official. Um, you can message me there, or if I, if you're friends with me on my personal account, which isn't really that personal anymore, uh, you can message me there too. We'll post. Oh, I was feeling so good about the thing. Uh, sorry, Kim. <laughs> we'll post it on the NetLive Facebook page too, so people know where to uh, get in contact with you. Awesome, thank you. April Ross, thank you so much for spending a little time out of your uh, busy preparations for the upcoming season. We always enjoy hearing from you, and uh, send our best to Brad. Make sure he makes you dinner or something nice. <laughs> I will. Thanks for having me on, and I love what you guys are doing. So keep doing it. Cool. Thanks, April <laughs> Ross, Olympic silver medal. And professional beach volleyball players still getting it done. Good to. All right, FIVB thank you guys. Out there. See, ya. See ya. Good that the FIVB has a schedule out there, so the athletes have some sense of direction. Because domestically, it's still got to be tough. Hopefully, that gets clarified soon. I like having April on the show. I'm yeah. with her on the political show. Maybe we should start a political show together. Oh. Because I I've thought of a long time starting a completely separate political show with like a completely separate name, just because I don't want it touching yeah. my stuff here. Well, I find it interesting where people like there are certain friends that we all have that you can't talk politics with them because you can't have a discussion about it. No, just because nobody likes you on the show, Kevin. Like at least we can talk about it, and discuss <laughs> it, as yeah. opposed to just like I don't like what Kevin says, so I'm not going to tune in anymore. It's like right. okay, let's and I'm let's, just going to yell at you. Yeah, let's l- at least talk about it. So it's a discussion. Yeah, right. Of course, we're not all going to agree on everything. Um. So I find that interesting that people would unfollow things like that. It's just you know, it's people's opinions. I get it. Just because you disagree with mine, just means you're wrong. I've but, got a friend on Facebook who is a Hawaiian separatist, <laughs> <laughs> which to me is hilarious. And I've got another friend who who thinks that basically, uh, if he has a bad day, it's Obama's fault, which I just well, find hilarious. But it's that, one of those that's guys. Not right. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. Dustin doesn't have like, a job. That's Obama's fault. My, yeah. my, my dog is sick. I hate Obama. <laughs> Come on now. But it's just, you kind of got to laugh at some of that stuff. You can't get so so upset about it. Unless you're on a podcast, then you have to feign being really upset. But it is yeah. true, though. Like you, People complain, like, all oh, these athletes aren't don't step up politically. Well, and then when they do. And, well, and it hurts their brand. Like, if you yeah. want, yeah. there's certain yeah. things you need to do. It hurts your brand. And she's not... April Ross is playing beach volleyball. She's not playing for a political party. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like she's not being sponsored by Dustin's separatist movement. Yeah. When I, when I played overseas. Look me up, Dustin's separatist movement. <laughs> I played overseas. We were bombing Belgrade at the time. This is 1999. Not in volleyball, just like literally. Literally bombs. Dropping bombs in Belgrade in 1999. And we were playing a team the following week. <laughs> we were playing a team the following week that had a couple of Yugoslavians on it. 
<laughs> so I started yelling boom a lot. Yeah. No, we, and they tried to make something of it. I got a, a several calls from the media about the fact we were playing them. And I said, look, I'm a volleyball player. I'm here to play volleyball. I really have no, I have, this is not a political event. And I think the Yugoslavs said the same thing. It's like, what do you want here? Yeah, they didn't say boom. Casey, relax, man. This is like 99. The bombs are long ago exploded. Um, I, I'm glad we had April on. She's, and if you don't follow her on Twitter, you, you should, because yeah. I was actually, it was interesting to know that there is stuff that she doesn't share because like when we asked a couple of weeks ago about what makes a sport professional, she responded, she jumped right up. And she's I mean, the only pro that did, she's by the way, totally accessible. I mean, as we said, she's got some private lessons. I actually saw her uh, in Manhattan beach last week. So it's not just in, was she teaching how to side up? I wish I should have, I should have asked for some, but you know, you get to wear the silver medal and stuff like that. But she also dropped a little bit of um, a schedule. I don't know if it's news, but you know, she, Pretty much confirmed playing with Carrie at some point in the next news like three line, three years, right? That, that was exciting. Can you imagine that that squad? Come on, that's that. fired up for Rio. Let's go. Let's broadcast from Rio. Can we keep this show on yeah, the air for, for three four, more years? Yeah, let's do it, Kevin. Next. By the way, you notice Kevin tuned out for most of that interview because we're talking beach. And yeah. He had one question and he's like, "No, no, guys, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Got it. Thanks yeah. for setting it up. Are I you going to change your name to Keenan?" <laughs> Ross Keenan, Ross Keenan. I, I like that. <laughs> I I can't imagine like so. Let's say, you know, you don't get married till you're thirty. That's thirty years of you having the same name, and yeah. then one day you're like, okay, I'm gonna change my name now. Yeah, it's odd. That would be weird, right? Yeah, it's odd. But it it gets odd when you have kids. That's the place it gets real strange. And the hyphens, I've got some relatives who are hyphenated, like Tordella Williams. Good God, enough. Well, or I don't mind, all the I don't women. Mind the hyphen. As an announcer, I can't stand it. Well, yeah. Half of our women's team is hyphenated. Ladies, that's a lot of airtime just on your name. Yeah, well, the other thing is... Especially if you're I, getting... Well, it depends on how kills. it flows, too. Like, May Trainer kind of flows. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. if you're getting a lot of kills... But the other thing that I was thinking about is, obviously, April's played for the last seven years with Jen. Seven. Who's been Jen Kessie for most of that. But Boss remember... Ross was killer. But, she, well, but maybe that's why April doesn't want to change her name, because Jen went from Jen Kessie to Jen Boss to back to Jen Kessie. And, you know, we don't talk, we talk about it a little bit, but it is a brand that you've built, of course it's that a you've brand. built through volleyball. So, you know, um, maybe the experience that Jen had is one that, that, uh, April thought about, well, I'll just stay Ross and then I never have to worry about any of that. Of course. Yeah. I, I bet that does have some influence. By the way, have point. you guys, I think she should have kept the boss just boss because boss she had killer. the greatest intro song ever it was by Khalees. It was called I'm Bossy, and that would be the song I'd play with. Oh, so good. Have you guys settled the feud for Jim, by the way? She... There's never a feud. It was... It's Kevin, like, it's Kevin, like an episode of The Bachelorette. Kevin Just, hasn't she brought it up. The rose Kevin yet? hasn't brought it up in a long time because he knows he lost, but oh. I mean... Well, he gave her a high-fiver. A high-fiver. You are never, ever going to live that down. Yeah. Trying to talk trash by email from London. Ha, ha, ha. I gave Jen a high-fiver. Within 10 seconds, you're immediately going, spell check, spell check. That, your coolness was already gone. Just like you are off the show right now. Yeah. No, I – uh, it was interesting also to me how April described the different tours at the beginning of that, of that interview. But that's kind of how everybody describes it. I mean – and some people take that in a negative way. I don't take it negatively. Yeah. That's I – mean, The party tour? That's fine. Yeah. What's wrong with that? She didn't like the – as I, I recall her being on the show previously and – they didn't like the ball too much, the Spalding ball, right? Correct. Um, it was heavy on your shoulder. 
it's bouncy. It passed differently. Um, but you could tell, like, Jen visibly during matches, like, you could tell how frustrated she was getting yeah. with that ball, for sure. Yeah, I guess when you're at a certain level, you can make decisions like that. Of course. Yeah, you missed our, I think our discussion. You were off on the phone. But, yeah, even when the balls are mostly similar, the the smallest of differences makes a big difference at that level, but the feeling of thousands of reps. Remember how long the new NBA basketball lasted? Yeah, 10 seconds. <laughs> no, but I like I like April. I like her as a player. I love watching her play. She's, I mean, just the best of the beach this year. Like I said at the NBL tournament that Jeremy and I were in at Vegas, but she's for so long been one of the most skilled players. And we were talking about Reed earlier being uh, all around. April definitely has one of those games that's an all-around game, and she is elite at more than one. Yeah, she does have the spider stance service. Which team. is awesome. Um, but she's she's elite at so many skills, which obviously well, makes her. And during your so intro, you rattle them all off. Best server, best offensive. Yeah. Agree. Most improved. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, what else can yeah. I do? Best besides, of each. I'm just going to dominate. World champion. Yeah. Three-time All-American indoor Back to back. Yeah, you started in 1999, and yeah. just every year there was some new accolade. Yeah, so pretty cool. It's not bad. I also threw in she didn't. I guess she didn't want to pick it up, but I threw in that she went to the second greatest high school volleyball program in history. She wasn't listening to you. Though. No, she wasn't. Newport Harbor, obviously second to Maricosta. So that was nice to me. So she's a SoCal person too. She is. Oh, yeah, she's there a sailor from Newport Harbor. There you go, Kevin. Still runs the uh, same stairs that. That she used to speaking of, like we said, Twitter posts and stuff like that. So if you follow her, she's very April, accessible. April Ross Beach. Yep, we put it on. on I, I, re, I retweeted the net live. Perfect. Just recently when she was on the air. So you definitely should follow her on Twitter. Check that out. She's one of the good ones. What up, Kevin? We're out. Cool. Good afternoon. Are you gonna put your cat down today because it's been bothering us the whole time? It might be time just to. When I came home a yesterday, a mercy kill, if you will. And it looked like someone had taken a box of litter and shaken it all over my entire loft here. Yeah, I was all about to put the cat down. Dustin's new couch. All over the brand new couch. I, I was not happy. She's now banned from the couch. I'm gonna shake a can of pennies. That's why I kind of checked out there for a second. I have to beat the cat off the couch. Are we? Uh, are we off next week? We're off next week. We're taking we got a week off. So two weeks time, we'll be back. Uh, what's the date on that, Jeremy? I gotta look that up. The 18th. 19th. What's the 5th? 18th. Yeah, so that would be the 18th, and we will be back. Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Yeah, I'll be really tired that day, in case you're wondering. You working? Is that St. Patrick's Six Day? Six days in Vegas. What's going on? Pac-12 tournament. Oh, that's right. You Are you... The music director for the Pac-12 tournament. Really? Nice. Yep. Nice. Uh, I I want to say that it's not at the Thomas & Mack Center. It is at the MGM Grand. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty unreal. I will be there for from Tuesday to Sunday morning. I fly back early Sunday morning, right from the airport to Staples Center for the Clippers game. I will come home from that and sleep, and come right to the Net Live the next morning. Well, so this is have... going to be a thin stretch for the Net Live. We're going to be on the 18th, and we're going to be on the first. Okay, hmm. so everybody, write that down in your calendars. The 18th yeah. and the first. So we will have no show next week. We'll have no show the two weeks after that. So between 25th. now and the 18th, you need to go get our head to, our headsets. We will Sometime be back on the 18th. I I thank everybody it. for listening to me. I've been here a few weeks. Like Hopefully it. you're not here on the 18th. I Hopefully not. Not for the sake of our show, but for the sake of your life. I mean, I hope you have a job, and I hope they give you Mondays off. That would be ideal. That's an ideal situation. It would kind of make sense if I was here on the 18th. That would be kind of like a, a farewell show. A farewell show. goodbye to you. Because we have a week between now and then, and then a week afterwards, and then you'd start off April fresh without me. 
You need to start going to the gym. That's my theory. If you're not working, go to the gym every day. Work out. I was at the gym this morning. Are you saying he's a fatty? I was at the gym this morning, Kevin. I I think you had to look like Goldberg by the time he's been unemployed for a couple of (laughs) months. Trying to lean up, increase my fat-free mass. (laughs) (laughs) I was at the gym this morning. I did some exercises. Before the show? Yes, before the show. Some calisthenics? Did some calisthenics. Some Turkish get-ups. Yeah, Turkish get-ups. Those are not easy. Awesome. Yeah. What up? Kettlebells? Kettlebells. All right. You've listened, I hope, to another episode of The Net Live. Maybe Kevin, you're on part of it. Pac-12 Networks this week, yes? Pac-12 Network coming up. Yep, we're going to have UCLA and Stanford. That'll be from UCLA. And it's not in Pauly. It's actually in, uh, what's the other one? Men's Gym? Wooden Hall? I don't know, whatever the heck it's called. Wooden Center. Wooden Center. So it'll be UCLA versus Stanford. Should be a good one. Those two teams fighting to uh, increase their playoff rank. I want to point one thing out before we leave that there this was a good song, by the way. Shoe talk. We actually talked a lot of volley today on the show. I just want to point that out to people on the chat board. Yeah. We actually did talk a lot of volley. Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. Wow, Kevin. Boom! Wow. Been on my phone for probably about nine months. Wow. Long time. The wife keeping me ahead. Credit to Arian on that one. Wow. I even know the words. Well, let's, let's Please don't get, let's air, get off the show so you can listen to the rest of the Before song. I start singing, we'll shut it off. The Net Live, see you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>